Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. In the shitty city of Wilmington, we keep it rocking. So come on, shake, shake it for me, Kelly. Yeah. Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Easy E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh Boy is down with us. Toddy P and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeon Radio, episode 44. We're almost at 45. Wednesday, we'll be at 45 with our very special guest. But uh, before we get to 45, we got to complete episode 44. Uh, before I introduce my next two guests, I've uh, got a couple of announcements <coughs> i got to make. Uh, the Rodeo Mixtape Documentary, since many of you guys are on lockdown and refuse to go outside, cool, no problem. Uh, we're going to come up with a quarantine coupon for the Rodeo Mixtape Documentary coming out April 1st. Okay, so uh, you guys get a discount if you guys uh, punch in the coupon code uh, for the documentary, uh, three hours long. Once again, it's money well spent. Uh, three hours of West Coast hip hop history, which I like to say that it is the prequel to Straight Outta Compton, directed by me, filmed by John motherfucking Elkins. Okay, other than that, we are all uh, major media platforms, uh, iHeart whatever and if you don't find us on all, all other uh platforms let us know to make sure we put them on there but we pretty much got everything covered um i want to give a shout out to uh marco rodriguez for sending me these uh ceramic artifacts okay uh i've had them for a while i just haven't put them up on a table he actually gave them to me because, well sent them to me because he wanted me to put them on the table and I think they're actually pretty cool. One of them is actually like a whistle, but I really don't want to blow it because I don't want to like start no Jumanji shit. So <laughs> anyways, other than that, um, for all of you guys that are home, stay home, stay safe, cool, stock up on water and don't fight over toilet paper, okay? Uh, other than that, YouTube, Tony Vision, um, Documixery. And without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very first guest, West Coast Gilly, welcome to Rhodium Radio. Thank you, appreciate you for having me here. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I'm always good, man. Yeah? Even when you're bad, you always gotta be good. Huh. You know I mean? uh, 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 how about the drive over here? S shit, rainy as fuck. Oh, wait, am I allowed to curse? You can say whatever the hell you want. Oh, shit, my fault. Uh, yeah, rainy as fuck, man. And I don't even like driving like that, so I was a Miss Daisy on that shit. So oh, that's yeah? probably why I was a little bit... I sh usually I'd be earlier, but uh -huh. I'm cool. I'm so are you a rain type that. of guy, do, or do you hate that shit? I, I mean, I fuck with the rain, but not all the, not like constantly. Like, I mean, it's cool when you want to chill inside. You feel me? Uh huh. But you know, 
See, I, I'm I'm a dude that like I like to be outside. I love the sun. I love the heat. I don't like the rain. Like I can't fuck with the rain. I know we need it, and people always preach to me the rain is good. The rain is this. The cozy night. I don't give a shit. I don't like yeah, the rain. Yeah, I, I I I like it because it be cold. Like hot. I'm a sweaty motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. So I be sweating and shit. Shirts be sweaty. Like damn, bro. I just got out the shower. You feel me? Then you should be cut up, man. You got a six pack? Hell nah. Nah, oh, man, you gotta start working on that. I man. Got a little. Nope, I ain't gonna lie. I got a notepad. Nope, hell no. I'm what do you got, like a two liter or what? It's like, it's a little, it's a gallon, you feel me? Like, I'm just trying to get it lowered to like, you know, something smaller. But we good. That'll work. I'm still That'll good, work. you know what I mean? Healthy. Seen anything good on TV other than the, the negativity nah, nah, that I we've don't been watch, seeing? I don't watch, uh, like, TV like that. I do, but it's like sports. But sports, well, fuck, them shit's over with. TV ain't nothing but, but like, it, all it is is gonna scare you t right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it depends what you wanna believe. Me, I'm cool. Like, I'm just, I'm music. I'm writing music and I'm doing music. You know, all this free time. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. Since you mentioned sports, what kind of sports are, uh, are you a big fan of? Like, what teams? Lakers, Cowboys, Dodgers, Kings, shit. Everything LA except for the cow, you know, Cowboys is. Up. I don't fuck with the Rams. You feel me? The Cowboys, homie. Like, no disrespect, and right. I never did like the Raiders. Right, right. Never will like the Raiders. My dad. The thing about my family is, my dad's a Rams fan. My brother is a Cowboys fan. My other brother's a Chiefs fan. My mom's a Rams fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. So we all divided in. You know, they be some talks in them houses. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. That'll but, uh, work, man. So you know what? Today's Sunday. How's your weekend been going so far? So good, or? Yeah, I mean, same thing everyone else is doing. I guess like sitting in your house, not really being able to do shit. Like, I skated the other day, but you know, it was like it rained a little bit. After, now we say so, skated, but, not rollerblades, right? Nah, hell no, nah. skateboarding. Like, oh, okay, okay, just. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, no so. disrespect to the rollerblades and shit like that, but now that was, now I'm cool on that. Okay. You know, it's funny when people say uh, quarantine, it's such a big ass word, you know. You, you know what I imagine when the news says, stay home, stay quarantined. I imagine a big ass white government room where you're by yourself, only one light. You can't tell if it's light or dark. The door has one window. You're pounding on it. You know, bring my food. That's what I think. You like this. Like, yes, exactly. Hey, All quarantine means is stay home yeah okay so yeah that's it all good man. but but people think quarantine means you're gonna die if you don't stay home you feel me like like chill like i feel you and do what you gotta do always stay healthy and i'm not disrespecting anybody likes to like feel like they need to do what they need to do do that shit. yeah but at the same time you know if god got you god got you you feel me that's that'll work so I, I walk with god so god's our plug right shit, that's my plug Dope, dope. Um, so so let, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, speaking about music, uh, growing up, what type of music would you say was played at home? Shit. Like, I'm not like saying music you played. Not my, yeah, yeah, right. not me, shit. Like, Pops would play oldies. I'm talking about, like, oldies. Like, he, you know, he's OG, so, like, he was on them oldies tough and... Mons was on them, them oldies plus some little dun, dun, dun. And, you know you'd be in the Hyundai she'd be you know you them little old school dance like poofy hair you know what I'm saying uh when they used to wear them you know um what are them uh, football player pads uh -huh. you know back in the day 
Okay, like them shoulder pad Yeah, like? them shoulder pad days. Oh, okay. You feel me? When the yeah. ladies used to wear them with them spray, you know what I mean? All that shit. Aquanet like, hair and all that. Yeah, so stuff like that. All these, like, my pops would listen to rap too. Like, everything. My pops listen to everything, to be honest with you. Really? Like, everything. Used to be in the marrow and just, just blast whatever you wanted. But mainly, you know, we be, when it was like family gatherings, it was like every weekend. It's oldies, you feel me? Mode yeah. sound, fucking shit. I can't even tell you who it is. So many different artists. I'm like, man. You know what's funny? I asked that question, but I never really applied to myself. Let me tell you what I mean. I always ask people what kind of music they grew up with. But I wonder if somebody would ask my kids that, what would they say? Because I played everything like from Led Zeppelin. I listened to oh, see, you know see, what I'm saying? saying? Zeppelin, The Doors, Black Sabbath. Like, bro, you t if you're talking about like, but see, you didn't ask me what I what I played, what is what I grew up to. Right. But yeah, I understand what you did. Yeah, that music you be talking about, man, that's in my blood, man. That's like a lifestyle. You feel me? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, see, now, I, I because I've listened to everything growing up and my kids will hear everything yeah. whether it would be reggae whether it be hip-hop whether it be spanish and sometimes even gospel music because i used to love the way this guy's got down on the organ mm, oh I, yeah I, like i used 100%. to love that type of that's shit, the know? thing about loving music yeah you love the instrumentals that go into all that shit you uh -huh. know what i'm saying so 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 now wh where were you born where were you raised i was raised in gardena california gardena the yeah. harbor area yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> That's how you want to call it. I call it Gardena, California. Yo, that'll work, man. That that'll work. Call it what you like, but it's still part of the Harbor area. Yeah, hundred percent. That'll 100%. work. And, and is that where you went to school? No, I went to school in Manhattan Beach. Okay. Yeah, uh, my parents linked up with some people that would allow me to to use that address. Use something. Huh? Huh? That'll work. Use some type work. of hustle to get me in them things, but you know. Play any sports growing up? Yeah, football, basketball. I oh, tried yeah. baseball, but I, I wasn't really fucking with baseball. Were you, what would you better at, football or baseball? I mean, uh, uh, basketball. I was nice at basketball younger, but I was fat. I was like fat kid, so but I was still nice with it. But then I got to, to high school. I'm like, damn, these kids is like, yeah, they in shape. <laughs> I'm like, football, I don't really, I just got to beat some people up on the line or, right. you know, tag, so I'm cool with that. So I just stuck to football. Yeah. You know, I love basketball, though, and I love football. Those are my yeah. sports forever. My, my son played a lot of football growing up, but I and he, he likes baseball, uh, basketball. But I always tell kids that are playing football, play basketball as well, because most great quarterbacks in the NFL – uh, and and that's footwork. It's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of footwork. So they yeah. play basketball. They 100. use that basketball footwork. Hundred percent. Shit, do ballet. <laughs> well, it, you know it, what I'm saying, dude. That's what football players used to do back in the day. They used to do ballet so they can get that footwork. Like you know what I'm saying, I didn't know that, but yeah, like, oh, I'll take your word for hey, it. Tupac can do ballet. Why can't uh, football players? You feel me? Uh huh. Okay, that'll work. I never heard that one about Tupac either. Yeah, so you did. just brought revelation yeah, to the road and radio. Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, he, he he did that stuff. You can look it up. Documentaries. He said that. Okay. I mean? And I hope I hope I didn't. <laughs> I hope I didn't make that up or the documentary <laughs> not did me dirty. You heard me. No, My no, all part. good, man. All I good. fuck with Fox. I don't care. What okay, now, uh, straight out of high school, what was your first job? It was in high school when I was working shit. Uh, Bay Club. I still work there too. Shit, okay. I don't even know if they want me to say their name, but it's a, it's a gym. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I've been working there for a minute. I work out, man. I'm like a person. I probably had like three jobs. You feel me? Uh huh. Like, and why is that? You just always about the hustle or what? Gotta be. Yeah. If money don't come, you know, I can't go to the tree and start snipping up 20s and 10s. I got to 
I got one okay. right outside. Are you what? Hell yeah. yeah. Well, then we get a seat. And yeah, I'll yeah, we're going to clip some right uh, during break. All right, I'm down. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I just like to, I need, I like money, man. You know what I'm saying? Because money helps me do what I got to do to make CDs, get stickers and, you know what I'm saying? And studio time and beats and rent and, man, the list goes on. You know how it is. beats yep. and rent. You know how it goes. You know okay. how it goes. You got to pay for everything in this real None's free. Okay. Now, now uh, uh, let me ask you this question. Who would you say as a youngster inspired you or motivated you or encouraged you to start writing as a youngster like when yeah. i was when i was young who inspired yeah, yeah. me um like what was some of the music that you said I'm, you know what like i said i listened to before i actually really got into rap rap like that i was in a punk band for a little bit no shit you know me? yeah because I, like i said i went to school by the beaches you feel me yeah and so i grew up to be able to see two different aspects of life. You do know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I never thought I'd be able to see, but I liked it. So I enjoyed it being a, a skater, punk, rock, rock, rock. You know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Black Flag, Misfit, DOA, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, everybody. Black Sabbath, you know what I'm saying? Circle Jerks, Guns N' Roses. Like, it list goes on. I'm listening to that shit every day. Every day I was listening to that shit. And, and wow. because at a, there was a point where I stopped listening to rap. Because, like, when I was in uh, elementary school, middle school, it was No Limit Days. It was, like, Death Row Days. And all, every time, my parents didn't give a fuck about me having them CDs. But then when I take them bitches in school, they'd be taking them. Right. But you listen to this at yeah, my mom. So why you care, my mom? Let me. But they would take it. You feel me? I have to go get that shit again. But like, but that was like real music to me. For some reason, I kind of felt like music died off at some point, where it just wasn't relatable to me at that moment. You feel what I'm saying? Where when rock and roll was as how I was living my life and okay. how, like I said, music isn't just something I listen to. It's like a lifestyle to me. You feel me? It's got to be something that. I can feel yeah. for my soul That'll work. and love to wake up to. You know what I'm saying? That'll work. So, 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 so what were some of the uh, first rap groups that you were listening to uh, uh, as, as a youngster? Same shit every West Coast kid would listen to. Tupac, like? you know, uh, NWA. But I'm going to keep it real. I'll be on like some, um, a lot of South shit, like No Limit shit, Hot Boys, Cash Money shit. Hmm. Um like if you listen to my flow it's kind of new york shit jay-z shit like yeah uh a lot of new york shit like to be honest with you um west coast is just you know everybody like you know all the great snoop warren g quick mac 10 ice cube uh man i i, I guess the list goes on okay man. Now, I, I just you, love the west coast if everybody had, if you had a name Possibly top three West Coast artists that you like. Damn, that's a cold game. Uh, just give us three. I'm gonna put Nipsey up there because Nipsey, like I mean, I was in that era of Nipsey. You feel me? Yeah. Like since 2009 and shit is like when I really started making music and doing shit like that. So I just always kind of like followed how he would do shit independently because mm -hmm. shit, that's all I had and his grind and how he would do shit, although he was really successful. And it's good to see that, which makes me believe that now, I, you know, it's possible. But anyways, like Nipsey's top because I just love his work ethic and I love how he just makes you, you gonna have to listen to him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, what was the question again? So Nipsey, and you have two more artists. 
three your uh, your favorite West Coast, if you will, artists. <sighs> Fuck, man, that's cold. Um, like, who do I really be banging like down in the West? Like, I mean, to Tupac because I just love the fact that he's a rebel with a cause. You feel me? That's okay. how that's who I feel like I am. Like, so Tupac, of course. Okay, Nipsey. Nipsey, too. I like people that, like, guide you into a direction of, of, of being a solid person and, and good okay. character, moral. So, I guess, you know, I'm going to say Snoop Dogg, too, because I smoke weed and <laughs> he be getting, you know, he still gives okay. you good music. And he does, he's a great person in life and he helps okay. out, you feel me? If you will, give me three East Coast artists. Even oh, if that's groups. easy. Jay, Jay Z, top. Um, that's not easy because I like Jada Kiss a lot. He's underrated to me, but that's the locks period. But I like Jada Kiss a lot. Uh, I mean, if we go back in the day, Biggie, of course, just his swag. Okay. But, but I, like I said, there's a lot of East Coast. Anybody too, from East down Coast. south you care to mention? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I fuck with. Uh, Back in the day, I fuck with, uh, you know, the whole No Limit, for sure, that cash money, um, you know, uh, Jeezy, of course, Jeezy, T.I. Like, self, self really is something that I did really fuck with a lot, like, because I always felt like my swag was always kind of like, you know, just kind of like on, you know, how they swag be, you feel me? Because, okay. like, like, out here, it's like, no disrespect, like... Like, if you're from LA, you're going to have people in your family that are going to be gangsters, you hear me? But I'm not that, you dig what I'm saying? And my parents didn't raise me to be, want to be some, anything like that, you hear me? Mm -hmm. And nor my brothers. My brother got incarcerated for shit like that, you feel me? Had a homies, that shit happened because, you know what I mean? So it's like, I never would wanted to be that. So I liked it, you feel me? But I like music that I'm a, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, you hear what I'm saying? So I like music that, you know, motivates me to get some more. You know what I'm saying? Not, and, and you know what I'm saying? But I still love me that West Coast shit to the fullest because that's who I am, you feel me? Right. But it's just, that just, you know, I, I don't portray myself as like a gangster. I'm not a gangster. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm more of like a, a, a motivated entrepreneur. Let's get it. Don't never give up on nothing. Okay. If you believe in it. You hear right. Me? Okay. When do you recall when you first started writing and creating demos around, how old were you? Shit, probably like 16, 17. 16, 17. And yeah. were you just rapping off of instrumentals at the time? Or yeah, because back in the day, it was, back in the day, it was mixtape shit, you feel me? Uh-huh. Mixtape shit. So I would just go on YouTube, rip a, a instrumental that I liked. Like my first one was like To Waste It by Gucci, man. And that's when people were like, damn, that shit kind of go. But before that, like, like I, like I said, I had bought this little setup for my room. It cost me like 400 That was a lot of money at the time. I mean, it should be true. What, 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 what did that little setup consist of? That little fucking, and what is that shit that, where you can hook up all this shit, turn the knobs, that, Pro Tools, the okay. mic, the mic stand. I had my little laptop. Uh, pretty much everything you needed to record, you know what I'm saying? But I just, me personally, I didn't really, all I did was record, Doubled it, ad lib. I would lower the doubles, lower the ad libs, and just try to make it sound as good as possible. I throw them things out, like okay. 
and I'd make like an unbroke. I had like three unbroke mixtapes, one, one, two, and three. Uh, around uh, what year, if you could remember, you released your first mixtape, if you will? <sighs> Damn. And, and how many? Maybe like oh nine. And how many songs did that consist of? Probably like 13, 14 songs. Now, how was the response when you gave those things away? That's what made me right here. That's what made me want to keep doing that shit. The response was good. You feel yeah. me? I was like, damn, like y'all think this is straight? They're like, yeah, like keep doing that shit. And you know, so I was like, okay, I had the setup. You feel me? Right. Like I can still keep practicing and practicing. So like I said, I would just rip it, rip, rip beats all day, all day, and writing and spitting, spitting, spitting. Just put out mm -hmm. damn near fifty fucking mixtapes on my SoundCloud. I got like. A lot of free music y'all can listen to. At least over a hundred. You feel me? I, I dropped my first EP when in 2012. Okay. So like, like I said, I was just making music, like just getting out there, like, and people just kept on like, I would never get like, damn, you fucking suck or stop doing this shit. It's like, oh shit, like you kind of good, like so that just gave me my confidence. You know what I'm saying? But even if I did get a couple of those, it's like, well, the the good I'll be a little <laughs> sorry shit. So I'm gonna keep doing this shit. Like, you know, it's funny because I posted those flyers on the YouTube story, okay? And uh, it's not Facebook and it's not Instagram where the most shit talkers are. It's on it's on uh, YouTube. That's where they all show up. Yeah, that's 100%. You know, because anybody could be anybody. There could be a guy that calls himself Pancho, or, or there could be fucking... They could be El Diablo, bro. El Diablo. It could be she whoever. Don't me. And they'll go on there and they'll talk shit. Uh, uh, I like to call them that these are the shit-talking owls. The reason why they call them owls is because they always put who? 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 Yeah, who? Yeah, so all I do is just comment and owl emoji. I ain't gonna lie, I reply to them shits. I saw that. <laughs> I, I saw say, that. It's no who. It's West Coast Gilly. Yeah. Like when they say you you just bring it on these people like just whoever. I feel you. No disrespect. I feel you. Yeah, but if you see if I see me up there and I, I'm not gonna call myself a whoever, I'm gonna call myself West Coast Gilly because that's who I am. Like to you, it's like you know, you ain't heard of me now, but you're fun you're gonna hear about me. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's like that's why it's nothing negative. It's just like I'm gonna let you know. It's not who, it's me. I'm typing, I'm West Coast Gilly. Right. And I'm gonna let you know who I am because I told you I'm you're gonna hear me. You, and, and the thing is, you know, you ain't gotta jump on board now. But the thing is when people start jumping on board, you go and look and be like, damn, what's going on in that cruise? <laughs> you might wanna jump on now. Right. But and I'll be like, come on. Because right. I told you I'm West Coast Gilly. I told you that before. I'm not gonna be mad at you because you don't know me now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I might be a nobody you do, but in my eyes, and in, in any rapper's eyes, you better be a somebody in your eyes. Yeah. Because if you don't, if in this game, if not, keep that shit pushing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Believe in yourself. You know, let, let, let me share with you a little story, okay? What, what encouraged me to do this was, uh, you probably heard me say this plenty of times, that's what this documentary a documentary is about that we call documentary about a Japanese man. Um, he used to sell at in, in Gardena at the Rhodium Swamp Meet. Okay, mm -hmm. that's where it all started. That's where we got Rhodium Radio from, from the Rhodium Swamp Meet or Open Air Flea Market or or whatever. Yeah, you he used to go to Rhodium all the time. Okay, now here's the thing about him. Not only did he support like artists that had record deals at the time, 
but also supported a lot of independent artists. Mentality. So I took that mentality that he had and brought it to this podcast platform to give everybody an opportunity. Whether you have a major record deal or and you want to come on here, or whether you're an independent artist that nobody's heard of, keep in mind that everybody from NWA to Young MC to Tone Lobe to uh, uh, Mellow Manese, all of these guys at one point were independent artists. You, how is she going to start? It, exactly. Yeah, but man. now the, the thing is that you have people that... Uh, Aren't patient. It, exactly. They want the NBA player. It, exactly. I don't want to see the college player. And I'm like that. And, and I'm like that with basketball. I don't want to see the college player. I want to see you play in the NBA. I feel that. But at the same time, if I'm the college player, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to show you why I'm number one draft pick next year. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And now you're going to know who I am. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, like I said, I can't be mad at people who, yeah, you're not going to know me. Right. But the thing is, how you going to know someone if you don't if you don't know them? Right. You got to try and get to know something about right. them. Do your research. Listen right. to a song. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's called history. Yes. Research that shit. Absolutely. You got to start somewhere. And the thing is, you're always going to have people critiquing. That's fine. It comes with the territory. I love it, though. You know, I love it, though. Good. Because it's like, you know, I don't even get mad at that. Critiquing is like, cool. I'm an artist. I'm going to do it. I'm pretty sure like Picasso wasn't like, damn, you told me I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> Mozart wasn't like, nah, bro. People like if you're an artist, you, you do it. You're going to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? If you let something influence you. It's like, well, now, now you're doing what they want. You know right. what I'm saying? You're not doing it for yourself. I do everything right. for myself with this music. Right. And like I said, if you want to come along and you like it and we're going through the same thing and you understand what we're talking about and, and, and we both, you know, it's positive and we good, let's go. If you don't like it, hey, I'm sorry, man. Maybe the next one you'll like. Right. If not that one, then, hey, you know. Well, that's a good mindset to have, you know. Um, when you first started releasing your first mixtape, did you have a problem or a... Coming up with a good rapper name? Well, no. Because, like, before, like, I was Gilly. Like, every on the block, I'm Gilly. You okay. know what I'm saying? Or, or, you know, they used to call me Gilly Hustle because, you know, I like to get money and play dice and do shit and right. do shit like that. But, nah, man, I was just always Gilly. So I was like, man, Gilly. But then I would look like people look, try to look my shit up. Gilly, Gilly the Kid. Gilly the Kid. I'm like, nah, man, we can't have that no more. So I put West Coast in front of it. So when you do look it up, it's just West Coast Gilly. So it works. yeah, I mean it worked, and I'm like, yeah. So it's, it's what West Coast because I love it. You feel me? I love the West Coast. I might be, I might not be your stereotypical West Coast motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm West Coast to the day I die. That'll work. You know what I'm saying? Okay, check this out. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. Ten minute break. We're gonna come right back. If you want a beer, I got some beer. If you want to take some shots, we got to take some shots. Shit, you or know. if you want to go outside and take a smoke, you can do that too. I want it all. That'll work. Shit, uh, so like here's, the song what said. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and take a little break, and uh, I want to talk about uh, how you met Misfit and uh, when you dropped your first EP. Cool. Hundred percent. All right. All right, everybody. We'll be back with West Coast Gilly. We're gonna take a ten minute break. So make sure to call them, call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that West Coast Gilly is in the building. Okay. Facts. Once again, we're gonna be coming out with a, a quarantine coupon. Okay. And I'm being sarcastic, but we are gonna uh, come out with something uh, uh, where you can get a discount order while you're home doing nothing, getting fat, eating all the hot takis, and drinking Red Bulls, and looking like a blob. Okay. Get in shape, work out, be smart, stay in school. We'll be back in 10 minutes. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 44. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and chilling with us. I hope you guys got something to drink. I uh, hope you guys got, like, some chips or popcorn with your feet kicked up. You guys are quarantined up, chilling, watching Rhodium Radio. Once again, I got to plug it in. Rhodium Mixtape Documentary, three hours of West Coast hip-hop. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee you, money back guaranteed. If you don't like it, John Elkins will pay you back out of his pocket. Okay? So, uh, let's go ahead and continue with West Coast Gilly in the motherfucking building. Hello. So, I got you a little shot. I got you a corona without the virus. Uh, hope you enjoy. You had a little puff puff outside. You feeling good? Oh, yeah. I'm always feeling good, man. I'm oh, always yeah. feeling good, man. That'll work. Okay. So, now, you dropped, uh, uh, if I'm correct, a couple of mixtapes on your own. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say on your own, you were just burning these and then just giving them out yourself? Yeah. I literally bought this like like first of all i burnt them and then i bought this thing where you can press the the um just the art cover on that shit right and then whatever you had to do to make a cd i right. did that you feel what i'm saying like right. i you know i had this whole little process thing and stick stickers to put on it and and all this other shit like yeah and i would do that shit for like hours just in my room just one to like okay you know what i'm saying just doing right. it by myself like and, and obviously the response was good if what you were telling me yeah okay yeah 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 that'll yeah. work now now let me ask you a i question. mean don't get me wrong it was the quality in production was boo-boo but the effort in the in the in the in the they were like really going for it was there so that's what made it you know okay easier to listen to you feel what i'm saying right right okay now uh, um so once again, I was saying the response was good. People were giving you great feedback, and you continued. Um, so y you never had a, a, a another name before West Coast Gilly, if I'm correct. You said it was. Uh, it was just Gilly. It was just Gilly, and then yeah. you added the West Coast because uh, yeah. people were already t pretty much taking that name. Yeah. Now, uh, when you got started getting into production, mm -hmm. who started producing your beats first? Was it always you? Uh, were you reaching out to people? Or no, I don't do work? beats. I just get them from people. Okay. Like I, like I, like my first, like I said, my well, like actual getting beats, beats af off of the mixtape shit. Yeah. Like so, once I stopped that whole ripping shit, like I would get beats from people. Like I would lease them or I would buy them, depending on if I liked it or not. Okay. But like I would just get them from different producers. You know what I'm saying? One, I worked on my first EP with one producer. We did like. No, like nine songs maybe what, what producer was this you care to give him a shout out bro i'm gonna keep it true I'm, I, I think i forgot his name but i know i don't want him to give i mean his government his government name no like, right all good you feel me so like i, I it's been it was so long bro it's in 2012 right 2011 okay. purple and we probably made it and my brain is not that great okay so. now i'm gonna ask you a question because i i don't know so you're gonna teach me something here yeah okay you said i used to lease beats yeah okay can i take this shot take it uh, oh, sip God. on it whatever you want okay now when you said you used to lease beats what exactly does that mean is that like rent to own or something or what so like when you lease a beat you can pay them from like whatever they want 10 15 20 30 40 depending on how the beat is you lease that shit you get i guess like if you read i bet you a lot of people don't read the shit that they send them that's why they get sued later on but if you read what they say 
you only get like 10,000 streams, 10,000. You know, you're certain you only get limited shit before you start have to start paying dude. Oh, you okay. feel me? Or making an exclusive, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't just blow up off this shit and have a million views on YouTube or sell all this and sell all this and do shows and do shows and dude ain't getting shit from me. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. Like just because at least it, I didn't buy the exclusive, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's not my beat, you know what I'm saying? I would have to buy it, you feel oh, me? Oh, I see what you're saying. Now, can he lease that same beat to somebody else? So he can lease it to 70,000 people if he wanted to. That's why I said this is crazy. That's why I would just give it. It's like, it's like to me, it was... I, I, it was still mixtapes, but it was beats that people I know wouldn't have hear, heard. You feel what I'm saying? Because right. it's too many people out there. You feel me? And even if they did, I would feel like my shit was going to be better anyways. And that's right. just the competition in me. Right. But it's like I would rather have them hear something that they never heard on this guy's beat or that guy's beat. And be oh that's like it, to them they sound oh that's the original beat which it would be an original beat to them but it would still be a mixtape because I'm not my it's not exclusive you feel me it's not what's on iTunes it's not never surrender you feel me okay like those are all exclusives where you got to okay. pay big but you know you know big okay. dollars to get shit like the, that the reason why I I ask is because in this rap game today I would hear people say oh at least that beat I never understood that bro because back yeah. then uh, I'm talking about 80s and 90s mm -hmm. you paid somebody to make a beat for you you know uh, and, you can still do that you right. can still pay them for show but leasing because you know now you know you can go on the internet now bro and they got catalogs you go to beat stars I'm not even trying to put a plug in but you go there to some shit like that and then they got thousands and thousands of beat people that made beats and they upload it to that site so you look up whoever you like this that and the third there's all this shit you can do so now it's like people got catalogs where it's like you go to that site you can lease it or you can just you know there's different types of things you can lease it with an mp3 or you can lease it with the wave or you can get the exclusive with the track out saying wave and it's yours okay the, the, for me to get a better understanding for the public to get a better understanding who might be old school like me mm -hmm. and kind of understanding this new school game mm -hmm. what was what's the most you ever paid for a beat <laughs> stupid uh stupid bro yeah probably like two racks for some stupid shit but but it's not stupid it's an investment because i swear to this day it's gonna be a hit and the song is called can i look at you, you, I, yeah. the song is called big deal bro it was in 2000 don't worry about it but that song is just the marketing bro but trust me that's i paid i paid a lot for that shit you feel me Okay. Where it's like I probably could have got like four other bangers, you feel me? But I felt so good, and then I felt like you know shit was going right your at the time. Though. That's my beat. Okay. And like I said to everybody, to the day I die, that is always gonna be played in the show, because I paid too much money for that thing to go. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like now, now, what's the least you ever paid for a beat? Shit, like an exclusive? Yeah, you know. Oh, an exclusive. I mean, you get people that send them shit for like twenty five. 30. Now, 20, we're talking about $25. Doloritos. Wow. Wow. Shit. Yeah, because you know why? People got to understand this. If you're going to sit on a million beats and make no money, what, 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 like, if someone wants something for 30 bucks, why? It's like when you go, have you ever seen uh, American Pickers? Mm -hmm. all, all them hoarders they got them shit they don't want to let shit go but you 60 okay here take that i don't really need it. i got 17 more thousand of these ones it's like come on man what, what, why don't hoard a beat what you gonna hoard a beat for this shit is meant for people to get on mm -hmm. let me get on it like you know i'm gonna pay you i'm gonna give you whatever you want 
But don't hoard it. Cause if you what's the point of making shit? Unless you don't if you don't that means you don't love the game. You just doing it for a hobby, but if you're gonna do it for a hobby, don't don't put that shit out there, man. Because you're messing up a lane for someone who really loves to do this shit and is willing to, to sacrifice that thirty little dollars right. to get three hundred thousand dollars if I'm like, yo, we got it. You heard me? And right. now now I'm working with him and now he he living. But people don't understand, man. Like they don't like to work and like to right. work with people. Right. You feel me? Right. You know, uh, years ago, some dude tried to come up to me and try to tell me that, give me your beats for 20 bucks. And I said, dude, your broke Jedi mind tricks are not going to work on me. <laughs> I'm not going to sell you beats for $25. And I think that's why the reason why I got, I got out of the game, because the cheapest I ever sold the beat, this is the truth. But look what your level is, though. Well, well, hold on, hold on. There's a level to this shit, and you higher than that than the dude that's sitting in his basement that got no bread, mama ain't giving him no cheese, and he probably ain't got no job because this is his dream. Thirty dollars is like what? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want four of them. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh shit, here you go. Thank you. You made money, and I made a song for it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a win win. Well, it might be a win-win for uh, uh, the new generation rappers, but they don't realize the work that I put into it. For an example, I feel you. Let I me just you. give you a quick example. Back then, a two-inch reel tape cost about 125 bucks. It was 15 minutes long. You fit about three songs on them. Then I got to do the beat on my SP 1200. Then I got to hire an engineer, get studio time. Then I got to get a musician. All those people got to get paid. I'm already possibly a thousand, twelve hundred dollars in the hole. That's why I got to charge my 2500 But see, that was back, back in the day when you really had to work to make a fucking beat. You heard what I'm saying? Right. Motherfucking, I can go in here and make a beat and throw that shit on the laptop and tune that bitch up and it'd be cool. Dollar beats. There you go. But them dollar beats, if you work them right, can make you $100,000. And now... To, now to this kid that I, that I got that beat for 20 bucks thanks bro I appreciate it now I'm gonna keep fucking with you now since you were solid to me I'm gonna be solid back here's here's 5,000 instead of that five, you want 500 here's 5,000 bro cause I know we finna smash on that and we gonna double it so it's like it's it's help people like it's just help well I'm down good, to help good people de good deeds will come back to people that help and cause unless you like don't work with greedy people I'm not greedy you feel what I'm saying? I'll pay if people want like I said, I paid for that. I paid a thousand, eight hundred, five hundred, seven hundred. Like you used to ask me the least. That's I paid the least was twenty five. I'm not gonna be mad at that. I like to be twenty five. Right. I can have it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take it. That'll work. You know what I'm saying? But I, like I said, I'll pay because I understand the grind. Right. As an artist myself, I have to pay a lot of money to get to where. Right. To even step in that booth, then spit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta get the beat. Then I gotta get the exclusive. Right. Then I gotta go to the studio, pay for hourly time. Then I gotta pay for mix and mastering. Then I gotta pay for putting that shit on whatever it is. I, I gotta pay, 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 pay. <laughs> and I might get zero dollars out of that shit. But you know what? You love the music. I love the music. So, so tell me, uh, um. When did you first meet Misfit Soto? Last year, probably like six, six, seven months ago. Uh huh. Yeah, did my primo like, and and yeah, I, he's Misfit man. Like, I'm gonna keep it real, bro. He's he's talented, dog. Like, and this ain't on some like you know, it's like on some real shit, bro. 
Like that's why I fuck with him. You feel me? Right. Big time. I see the talent in him. Right. It's it's tremendous. It's not what your average whatever you think his average is, bro. That's right. not it. You heard me? Like I know his limits and it's stupid. And that's why like I be telling them, bro. We all be telling them. <laughs> I be getting him. them I be getting like and he might not even like it. He might mess shut the fuck up. But I had to do that because when I see something that I feel like someone has, I might, I don't give a fuck. I'll be annoying to tell you that you, bro, you got it, bro. I just want you to really, but see it. Like you, you right. have just, that's you, bro. Well, that's you. well I'm going to tell you something. Okay. First time I ever heard of you. It was just as of recent when that video first came out that you did with Misfit in front of that liquor store. What was it called? Uh, oh, uh, ball out that one right there yeah yeah that one i really really liked it because my boy alex was always talking about you got to get west coast gilly you got to get west coast gilly that's why i fuck with alex yeah he's on the come up he's on the come up this guy believes in a lot of different artists but there's only uh, a 1, few 000. there's only a few that he's really really pushed and one of them was you okay you got to check him out so he will send me shit all day long he'd be getting annoying as fuck but he'd be blowing me up sending me shit but i love the dude uh and then i came across that one with you and I was like, this shit right here. And I'm gonna tell you why I liked it. Because it was different, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, everybody in here knows me that I like different. You weren't rapping like, I even asked you, do you consider yourself a rapper? Because I thought it was almost like a rap singing type of style. Yeah, 100. You, you know, and that's what sets you, not necessarily better than anybody, but different from everybody. Mm -hmm. And I like different. Yeah. And uh, with misfit on there i just thought it was a dope collab that's what i tell man look and it's no disrespect and it's not even about being cockiness i always tell misfit bro if we get on the beat bro it's like kobe and shaq bro because what we have is real real vision for real music uh-huh it's not just some like butter up let's oh let's just make a song nah bro like we can really make something dope you dig what i'm saying yeah like because like i said bro it's it's like the lane that he had, he has so many different lanes. And I can drive in all of them lanes. And so it just makes it that much easier, you know what I'm saying? And when you can collab with someone and have a good connection in the studio and not, you know, no arguments, no, not everything's just Gucci, you straight, bro. All you can make is good music. Right. But like I said, I always tell him, man, like, he got it. He got it. So, yeah. now, 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 let me ask you something. It's something that we were talking about during the break. Mm -hmm. Um, you being a Chicano from the Harbor area, from the city of Gardena. Yes, sir. Okay. Did anybody ever, I guess without ever even listening to your music, but knowing you were Chicano, ever say, hey, are you a Chicano rapper or confused you with the Chicano rapper? No. No one ever confused me with the Chicano rapper because they wouldn't even, if I were to show them a rap, they wouldn't even know it's me. They'd be like, oh, are you black? This is, wait, this sounds like a black person. I'm like, no, nah, this is me. I'm 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 rapping like this. What? You sound like yeah, like what you mean? What is that? How does a black person sound? I don't understand that. I just rap. But I don't like Chicano rap, like I understand how they do it too. You right. feel me? But that's just I was, you know I don't I don't hate on it. You right. know what I'm saying? That's that's you know, that's just their lane. I'm not right. you know, I don't want it to be confused of me trying to take a lane that they already established right. i'm just trying to do me and you're on your own lane that's it you know it's funny i'm glad you said that that people would say what that's you like i would have thought you were black if you will 100 okay? people would have thought that you know it's funny because at one point and i say at one point because i'm not i'm not there now i can be but i was a good really really good dj 
cutting and scratching. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have ever have said back then, wow, you scratch like a black guy. Muntawi. You know, nobody would ever say. They just say, you, you nice. You, you dope. Okay? You nice with it, bro. Right. So uh, I just think sometimes when our people have talent, they almost say two things. Chicano rapper or you want to be black. And well, it's honey. not. Well, honey. If you're talented, use it, flaunt it, work it, it. You know bro. what I'm saying? We human, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm uh, like... Like what am I gonna say? Like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Hispanic, I'm Mexican, bro. Like what? But I'm a fucking human being. You heard what right. I'm saying? Like I don't understand how does a person talk? How does a person walk? How does this race talk? How does that? Like it is well, like where you from is where you from. Right. Like you pick up what's from your surroundings. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you a human being, you're a fucking human being. Ain't no one got it. Like. A Mexican can talk like a so-called white guy. A white guy can talk like a Mexican. But how? Do, how? Do, what's the stereotype of that? Well, how am I? How am I? Oh, the last What's the? Is that how I'm supposed to talk? Because right. I'm Mexican. Like, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. just because I'm <clears throat> I'm Mexican don't mean I have to sound a certain be way. these things that you think. I don't gotta wear high socks with dickies and flannel shirts and you know what I'm saying. No disrespect to that. I'm not a gangbanger like that. And no disrespect to that. You feel me? It's just. No disrespect to nobody, but that's just not me. And I don't want you to stereotype me as what you think this person has to be. You feel what I'm saying? Because right. there's no truth in it, bro. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, we from where we from and we get it from our neighbors. Right. And 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 our cousins and, and other you know what I'm saying? Everyone's a fucking wannabe. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping it real. Everybody wanna be. It's just like how who do you wanna be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a leader? You want to be a follower? Okay. And who do you want to be? I'm a leader. That's right. That's good. That's not who I am a leader because I'm trying to move you into the right way, direct you into the right positive way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want you to think you have to be stuck in this Dickies and Cortez. And when you, when you can really be a fucking scientist, mm. a doctor, you know what I mean? Like you can be these things that you that people might say you can never be. No, why is that? Right. You your own brain. You use it. That'll work. It's hard to because of the noise. Right. That's the hardest thing. But the but the thing about it is like, understand this, man. If he can do it, you can do it. How much how hard you want it though? Right. How hard do you want it? You gotta work for it. Uh, we were also talking about during break when uh, you released your first EP. What year was that? 2011. 2011. Yeah. Uh, and what was the name of that EP? Real Music. Real Music. <laughs> yeah. People that may not know. Now, now That went under Gilly, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, what did you have? About six, seven songs? Probably so, like nine. Okay. And uh, um, who produced that? Man, I forgot his name, but it's like, it's... it's Esteban, I know his name is Esteban. He don't okay. do that shit no more, but he fucked with me. But that okay. shit was expensive, like a bitch too. I ain't gonna okay. lie. Now, what was the response of your first EP? It was good. Yeah, it was good. That's why I keep rapping. Until my response is like, "Yo, quit." I'm gonna be like, "Nah." You feel me? I ain't gonna quit no. still. But still, like I said, it's like keep rapping. Like I'm gonna keep doing it. Like okay. Now, when that dropped, how long was it that you dropped something else? I drop is that's the thing about it. Like people tell me I just gotta stop dropping things so goddamn much. But I just would drop and drop and drop whatever. Okay. I, I make a song and drop. Cause people think this. 
you make a lot of music, you make a lot of music, but you're putting out trash. But what people don't understand is sometimes people have a process of this. Bro, I've been going through all these beats for months. Months. And I pick which ones I knew that I want. So I made a song to each one of these things for months. That can be 16 songs I wrote in two, three months. It just so happened to be it took me three days to get that song out because I'm ready and prepared to go to the studio and make this shit work. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not it's not like oh don't know. It's like don't put a no, put out the put out a lot of music, but put out a lot of music that you've been working on and, and been been putting pressure on and, and real wisdom and shit like that. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like put out music. Just like this like this like beat makers. Look, put out beats, let people rap on them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, like we're all gonna benefit, man. Everyone benefits if you come together. You mm -hmm. dig what I'm saying? Uh, I believe that. If if how if if you're gonna tell me two brands are better than one, why can't fifteen thousand brands be better than one? You know what I'm saying? Good brands, depending. There's always one Ron Apple. I can feel that. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? If we all work together, it is what it is. Whatever rap, you kind of rap. You would uh, trap rap, self rap. Fuck it, work, man. Let that shit go, work. Why not? What do you got to lose? Now, you, you know, let, let me ask you a question. And uh, uh, do you uh, do you write all your own lyrics? Uh, hell yeah, that's what I pride myself of. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? Do you look at an artist differently if, let's just say, an artist without mentioning their name that you might have looked up to? No. And then you find out. I already know you're talking about. No, no, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, I'm not okay. going to mention no names. Okay. Just say any artist, uh -huh. uh, whether it be East Coast or West Coast, and you find out later on that he just had a bunch of ghostwriters. Well, honey, would you lose respect for that guy? Uh, no, because you got like you. You got to understand. Everyone has ghostwriters in this game. You feel me? Okay. If you make a hit, you make a hit, man. You made that song. I know it was in your bar. Some people respected me personally. I'm I'm not gonna sit and be like, man, bash him and shit. But I'm be like, yo, that's like, I don't do it. I don't do that. You could. It worked. You feel me? But I, I respect the game. It depends how much you respect the game. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I respect to the. I will never ever in my life have a ghost rider in my life. But if you have it, you know, bro, everyone has ghost writers. You right. know what I'm saying? Dre had ghost writers and look at the chronic. What would that right. shit do? Would you ever get offended if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, man, I want to write for you? I want to get offended. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good, though. Thanks, though, dog. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm straight. Thank you. I'd be like, but if you need help, I can get you if you want. Like, I don't mind ghost writing for people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's an exercise. Ghost writers probably get paid more money than the artists to be keep it, to keep yeah, it true. Yeah, sometimes if they get paid. Sometimes. They're gonna get paid. I mean, because I know Drake uh, had a bunch of ghostwriters, and a lot of those guys never got paid. So well, you know, that's a cash money thing. Now I'm just right. playing. I love cash money. Cash money, they they what's up? <laughs> Shout out to Cash Money West too. I heard they got some shit popping. Blueface and all them. Well, well, since you're saying that they got the shit popping, what do you got popping? What can people expect from you soon? What are you working a on? A lot of shit. When is it dropping? A lot of shit. So I just did a video earlier today with LA Icon, uh, or Icon, uh, called Don't Need. Never Surrender EP is out right now. I'm already almost halfway done with my new EP. I don't know what to call it yet. Usually I just, you know, whenever it comes in and how I feel, I do that. But um, I got a lot, I got so much music. It's just like, sometimes I gotta be like, you know, how do I want to put it out? You okay. feel me? Cause now, like, like I said, I always want to put out music, but now I'm at a time where I got to think about shit like that really because, you know, I don't know. 
Because I like, I, it's like, I want my shit to be appreciated, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I need my shit to be appreciated. Like, but it will be. You know, it's okay. just a matter, like I said, it's all about when people want to hear somebody. Okay. And and, the, and they jump on. So, you, know so you got an EP out right now, and, and they can hear it where or get it where? Everywhere. All platforms. All platforms. Okay. What's your YouTube page? West Coast Gilly. West Coast Gilly. And they can actually see that video, the one I was talking about with you and Misfit. 100%. Okay. Uh, and you're working on something now. You say you're halfway done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, are you going to be doing a lot more visuals as well? Uh, that's that's mainly what I'm trying to do this whole year is visuals. I've got so much music that all I need is visuals now. You feel me? Now, shows. Are you performing anywhere uh, soon where people can see you? Well, I know we got this bullshit going on right now. But uh, uh, that I am trying to get. I am trying to get to shows 100%. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But that should be hard too, you know, depending on what's going on. But definitely try. I did I did some earlier this earlier this year but yeah I'm, I'm always trying to do my shows bro my now, now let me ask you this it might be a silly question but I, I ask it for none a reason silly man it's none silly do you like performing I do but I'd be happy as fuck when it's over with because I'd be like damn man like cause I'm so I'm a type of motherfucker like like I, I I'm so like I, I, what's that word like where you really are on yourself like I'm so judged like man, damn I fuck like, cause I know I be fucking up and I hate that you hear me I be fucking up because I need what I really need to do is is, is really start practicing you feel me because I'm like like I said I get in punk mode rock and roll mode I'm just out there you heard me I'm gonna do what I do if I know it if I fuck up I'm gonna freestyle if not they ain't gonna understand but you know they're not gonna know the difference but I, I do need to start practicing more. I, I like I love shows. I love shows. You feel me? I love shows. It's just you know it's just, it, it, it does feel good when it's over with because it's like you know damn you know what I'm saying like That'll you work, did man. it you know what I'm saying That'll you did work. it. Okay, well at this time man because we come to the to the end, any shout out you want to give anything else you want the public to know, um, go ahead and do it now. Shout out family. That's all my family, all my homies. Shout everybody in here. Uh, shout out everybody that's you know chasing their dreams. Stop doubting yourself, believe in yourself. Uh, don't listen to what people think, you know what I'm saying? Just listen to your heart, keep going for it. Shit, love your family, and shit, be you to the fullest, man. That's it, like, you know what I'm saying? Everything positive, bro, because. I mean, that negative shit ain't gonna get you nowhere. That's it. That'll work. West Coast Gilly, y'all. Uh, be looking out for him. Uh, you can uh, reach him on his Instagram. It's up on the screen. I, if I'm correct, you're also on Facebook as well. Yeah. And uh, YouTube. On And once again, you can get his music on all uh, platforms. So once again, be looking out for his new stuff. Go check out that video that he did with Misfit Soto on YouTube. I thought, I thought that fucking song was dope. Check so, out everything. WestCoastGilly.com. West Coast, Google West Coast Gilly. Everything. Just check it out. Check it out, man. Let's, let's check it out. Let's all fuck with each other too. Like let's all make moves with each other. And no matter what you do, any type of rap, let's just make music and, and make the best music that we can. That's it. That'll work. Okay, everybody, check this out. We're gonna go ahead and go to break. Uh, Rodian Radio episode forty-four. I'm about to go fix me a michelada. Probably take one a shot or two with my next guest. You guys are gonna want to tune in for my next guest. Call somebody, text somebody, break a bottle over somebody's fucking head, and let them know that old creep is in the motherfucking building. OC, Orange County, City of Orange. Stand up. We'll be back in ten minutes. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Rodin Radio, episode 44. And uh, somebody asked, why are the breaks so long? See, because that gives you a chance to go take a crap, go make some nachos, make a michelada, you know, clap some cheeks, something like that. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I saw people uh, commenting negative, positive, keep it up. That shit is fucking hilarious, seriously. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And once again, the Rodian Mixtape documentary, you won't be disappointed. I know somebody's probably saying again. Yes, again. Okay. Um, once, but you know what? Before I introduce my next guest, let me say this. Um, I got so much love for Orange County, for the city of Orange. Okay. And uh, my next guest is somebody that is very, very well known in the city of Orange. And I'm glad that I have him here in the Harbor area, my neighborhood, the city of Wilmington representing orange county so without further ado please allow me to introduce oc creep how you doing my brother what's well, good tony how you doing bro well you know what i'm trying to hang in there because i already said it and i'm a party pooper i hate the rain yeah the rain sucks the drive over here really was awful did you guys have to go slow yeah a few times i think we hydroplaned you know uh-huh and we had to hit the brakes a little bit try to stay in the middle of the freeway so we didn't spin out and shit you know no shit yeah. but that's what usually happens when you're drinking and driving so well, you know it was minus the alcohol this time though you know what i mean okay okay that'll work that'll work so you know what uh my boy west coast gilly was here and i asked him a couple of questions as far as uh seen any good movies lately man oh i constantly watch movies i'm a big movie buff so same here i'm watching about three or four movies a day if possible um, last movie we watched was Fantasy Island, the new version. Really? Yeah. Where's that at? Um, Netflix or something? Or no, 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 it's actually out in the movies right now. Oh, no shit. We went out to Riverside, the um, driving over there, uh -huh. off uh, Mission, I believe. And uh, we watched, it was the new version of Fantasy Island, but it's more of like a horror movie now. Instead of like, uh, you know, Tattoo and Mr. Rourke and all that shit, they have old boy from uh, Narcos who played uh, Kiki Camarena. Was it Pena? Uh-huh, yeah. And he played Mr. Rourke in that. In no that, uh, shit. Yeah, so it's more of like a, a horror movie type vibe. You know what I mean? Fantasy Island. Damn. That's, who plays Tattoo? Uh, they don't have a tattoo in there. For real? Yeah, it's some chick basically she did the tattoo, the plane, the plane. So, yeah, it's not the same. You know what I mean? But, um, well, I would say I would rent it, but there's no more video stores. Yeah. So. So I would have to wait till it comes like either on a Netflix or Amazon. Fire Stick, Fire Morph, Stick. Morph TV or something like yeah. that. So, so, and, and you said drive-in. Yeah, drive-in. Damn, drive -in. you took it back. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, social distancing, all that bu wow. good bullshit. You, you, know what you mean? didn't hide anybody in the trunk, did you? Actually, we hit one of my sons. For real? Yeah, so we didn't have to pay like extra nine bucks. You know what I mean? Dope. Because you could save that money to buy a pizza. Yeah, exactly. You Damn, know what I mean? That's dope. That's dope. Hope he enjoyed the pizza. Yeah. You know, I remember one time my brother, because uh, I got uh, five brothers. One of my brothers threw three of us in the trunk and he drove in to the drive-in by himself. Mm -hmm. Like if they were really going to believe <laughs> that his perverted ass was going to go to the drive-in by himself. <laughs> okay. Really? What are you going to do by yourself, homie? Yeah, you no know? shit, huh? So, but anyways, other than that, you watch a lot of TV or no? Um, Yeah, I watch quite a bit of series. Well, you know, I stay up on everything pretty much. Yeah, you know, yeah. I stay up on pop culture. Are you one of those guys that stays up like late fucking night watching TV? Yeah, pretty much. Me too. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. I stay up Me too. all night watching all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> On a side note, what was the trip about the Fantasy Island was, um, as a kid, um, you know, we all knew uh, Ricardo Montalban, remember him mm -hmm. being the host of, uh, of uh, Fantasy Island? Yes. Right? Well, as a kid, um, my dad got contracted to paint a portrait for him. 
Really? Yeah, so my dad did this portrait of Ricardo Montevan. My dad's a pro professional artist. Mm -hmm. He, um, my, my family's known for, for being artists in Orange County. My uncle's known as the godfather of uh, Chicano art. And, wow. And um, my dad, he got contracted to do a painting for Ricardo Montevan. And, uh, you know, he got his autograph pictures with him, stuff like that. So, but for about a good three, four months, all I seen was Ricardo Montevan in our freaking, uh, in our living room all day long while my dad was painting it up, you know what wow. I mean? Well, you, you know, when I was a kid, they took us, and I'm trying to remember what park it was. Uh, I was in elementary school. They took us to a, a field trip, uh, and I saw Ricardo and Tattoo there. They were filming. Okay. It's where they used to film Fantasy Island. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but it's kind of a sad story that that little uh, midget, uh, I get or the short people, or what do they call them? Uh, dwarfs or whatever. Dwarfs or whatever. I don't want to, you know. But uh, offend anybody, but yeah, suppose he killed himself or some shit like that. Yeah, some he had some issues with some chick, no, his wife or something. It's always shit. the chicks. Yeah, took advantage can't of him. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. I don't know how that goes. Oh well, and he still got to clap some kind of cheeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Even at two two foot three, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so now sports Raiders fan, big time Raiders fan. For reals? Yeah. Oh man, Raiders all day, baby. We can't be friends. But no. see, because this is, this, is, this is a story. Everybody's like, okay, how'd you end up a Raider fan? My family originated from Oakland. Mm. So my dad grew up in Oakland. I got a lot of family in Oakland still. So as a kid, you remember those machines where you'd put in the quarters and you'd get the little helmet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad took me. I was like three or four years old, and we went to the Alpha Beta. I remember being Alpha Beta. We put the coins in. I got the little, little, little helmet, and it was the Raiders. So... Like, okay, I tripped out on him. My dad's, oh, yeah, you know, those are the Oakland Raiders. I grew up in Oakland as a kid, yada, yada, and that was it. Mm. It was over since then, you know? Wow. Are you sure it wasn't a Cowboys helmet and you just said Raiders? <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, I know the difference between star and a... Hey, 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 you know what? Uh, uh, really quick, I, I hate to sound repetitive, but if you can get a little bit closer to the mic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, now, uh, family in Oakland, you still have family in Oakland right now? Yeah, they're extended family at this point. Okay. They're like... Okay. Uh, like my my grandpa's brother or some family okay. you know what but I mean? now the reason why i ask is because i have friends that uh live up north and they think that like la right now with the coronavirus is like lebanon and i'm like no dude it's cool yeah so how is it over there have you kept in contact with them on i don't really have that much contact with them uh i have a cousin i met barely for the first time okay. uh that he his uh section of the families the ones from oakland okay and um but he talks like they have get-togethers and stuff like that but they're like real extended so okay. i don't really talk to them that much all right all right you go to a lot of oakland uh, raider games um i did in the past but not as many as i should have but now that they're in vegas you know right. it's on now. Now, now 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 how does that sound las vegas raiders well, I mean, you know how Arasa does it. First thing they're going to say is Las Vegas or some shit. You know what I mean? So, yes, yes. Well, you know. We're it quick. is what it is. Yeah, we're quick to, yeah, I got Las Vegas hanging. You know what there I mean? There you go. So, there you go. That's a good comeback. Huh. That'll work, man. So now, uh, um, growing up at home with your mother and your father, and you said your father was a great artist, if I'm correct? Yes. Now, now what kind of music would he play at home, when he, especially when he would paint? He was a big Beatles fan. Really? Straight John Lennon, Beatles, anything by them. He was on. Now, my mother, on the other hand, she was sort of like, uh, in, she was a little bit younger than my dad. She was about five years younger. Mm -hmm. So she was more into like war, more into that, that kind of vibe, you know, um, those, uh, along those lines right there. And then um, 
I had cousins that were older because my mother's family is real tight. Okay. And um, she was real close with one of my cousins who she was about 10, 12 years older than me. And they were into funk at that time. Okay. So in that era, you know, it came up in the 80s. That's all I heard was the Rick James, the Zap, the Roger, and all that through them, you know? Right. So I'd go with, with my family, I'm hearing funk. I go to with my dad, I'm hearing classic rock, Beatles, John Lennon, stuff like that. Okay. No Spanish music? Um, you know what? My grandparents. My grandparents okay. listened to a lot of Spanish music. My grandfather, who was from Jalisco, loved mariachis. So that's basically the right. Spanish music they had going on all right. the time. You know? That's the kind of Spanish music I like. Yeah. You know, it's porque soy very romantic. I'm a romantic guy, bro. You know, so anyways, uh, you, you know, and you say punk. Uh, you ever go to hang out at OG Mike's? Yeah, been there quite a few times. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go perform, I think, in October sometime back there. Mm -hmm. um, but it just didn't work out at that time. So, um, but, you know, we're constantly doing the funk fest. We're always, you know, and, you know, if you know anything about Orange County, Orange County loves funk. Yes. You know, and... Um, you know, shots to all my Orange County people because, uh, you know, one thing I learned, especially like when I was in jail, is, uh, you know, you got your youngsters from like L.A. County, um, from Oxnard and stuff. So, oh, let's listen to YG. Let's listen to some trap. Well, you got the youngsters from Orange County wanting to listen to nothing but funk. Yeah. So it's like it's it's sort of a throwback, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's why I think Orange County got the title of Funk County, you know? You know what? And I, and I love it, bro. And I love it because... Uh, when I first started, like you were brought up when I went to the club when I was 11 years old with my brother, that's all they were playing was funk. So when I went to OG Mike's and it was another place, I think it was called The Basement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's Long Beach, no? No, no, no. It, it, that was The Vault, I think you were talking about. Oh, yeah, about yeah. But it was one Orange County that uh, George from Curious would throw every once in a while. Okay. And uh, I think it was called The Basement, but because uh, you had to go... Uh, uh, down under. You had to go down. And, and and I saw a girl that looked like maybe like they were teenagers or early 20s jamming to funk and I loved it, bro. Because that's our generation. Yeah. But now you got the new generation being raised with our shit. And I just think that's so fucking dope, bro. Yeah. Uh, much love, much respect to my boy, uh, MC Pancho, because he hosts a lot of the, I guess, the back back room boogies. Oh, I, yeah. I've seen him. A lot yeah. Of, uh, title. So, uh, yeah. and he's always invited me. Another another dope spot that I recommend you go to do it once a month, a scam and jam at the Regent. Okay, I've heard about that. Hey, let me tell you something. You need to go. It, it's really worth it. All right. You know, the music itself is dope. So now, uh, uh, you, you, end up with, you go to school out in Orange County? Um, yeah, I did. I, uh, my parents got divorced when I was real young uh -huh. at the age of five. So the courts, they're stupid, man. So one year, they would send me to school in Orange. Next year, they sent me to school in Santa Ana, where my mother lived. Okay. So I was constantly bouncing back between uh, Orange School District and Santa Ana School District. So um, I did in elementary, I did uh, Cambridge Elementary in Orange one year. And then uh, Washington Wildcats in Santa Ana the following year. Okay. So it was it was a it was a trippy dynamic, but that's why I know so many people. You know, I, right. I constantly bounce back between Santa Ana and Orange. Okay. Okay. And, and and what high school did you attend? I ended up going to Orange High School, Orange, uh -huh. and then I ended up getting rolled out of there for uh, inciting a riot. And uh, they uh, sent me to Richland High School. Wait, wait, say that again. You got kicked out of there for what? Inciting a riot. How, how, what, what what the hell was that all about? Like, Oh, well, basically it came down to I got in a fight with this dude, right? Okay. And um, he was some crip from uh, Tustin or something, and it became racial. Okay. So, you know, we got in a fight. 
later on, um, one of my boys started drawing off to one of his boys. So all the blacks basically went with the blacks. All the Mexicans went with the Mexicans. And there was going to be this big old thing. And I happened to walk into it coming to school early in the morning. And I seen the situation. I, walk, I walked away from it. And the teachers were like, hey, what are you doing? You, you must have had something to do with it. Because I had just gotten in a fight with this guy. Right. Well, <clears throat> next thing I know, they're rolling me out because... They said all those groups uh, grouping up was about to, uh, uh, I guess, make a riot go off. And I was responsible for it since I'm the one that instigated that fight with the black guy in the beginning. So they pretty much said, get this guy out of yeah, here. Yeah, get this guy out of here. So. Wow. Now, in high school, you play any sports? Because you're a tall dude, man. Yeah, I thought I was four, the only man. guy to talk. You know, it's funny because when people think of Mexicans, they would think about short, five-foot, tall dudes, pelones, yeah. you know. But no, we're different shapes and sizes. Yeah, we come in all shapes and sizes. Um, I grew up boxing. Okay. Um, I had an uncle who was a professional boxer um, in the 50s. Our family, basically all the cousins and sons and all that grew up boxing. We would uh, enter tournaments, box, stuff like that. Southpaw or no? Uh, not conventional. Okay. Yeah. You know you know what's funny? I'm right-handed, but I always fought Southpaw. Hey, that's Bruce Lee's uh, method. Bring your strongest hand up. Yeah, that, that's, that was me. I always knocking motherfuckers out with jabs. But that was back in the day. I'm an old man now. Yeah, I'm in so. the same boat. But, uh, yeah, and then in high school, I, I played football and stuff like that, too. That'll so, work. Um, played uh, football for the Washington, or not Washington, the Santa Ana Redskins back okay. in the days as a kid. So Okay. You know. uh, before we get back into music, name me your two greatest, it could be current or in the past, boxers. Boxers. Salvador Sanchez, greatest probably Mexican boxer ever. If you guys don't know, you youngsters don't know. Uh, he was uh, basically forecasted to be better than Chavez ever was. Mm -hmm. And then uh, recent, um, I got to go with, uh, I got to go with Mike Tyson, man. Okay. Yeah, I like Mike. That'll work. You know, it's funny, Roy Jones Jr. said that he, if you will, I want to choose the right words, but he pretty much emulated his style from Salvador Sanchez. Yeah, Salvador was you bad, know. man. Now, for me, I have to say Julio Cesar Chavez Mike Tyson, that's just me. And uh, I, I used to like, well, I still do. I'm not gonna jump off this bandwagon. Remember Marco Antonio Barreda? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to love that dude, bro. Yeah. I thought he was the next coming to Julio Cesar Chavez, but he lost to Junior Jones, Pacquiao, and then. Yeah, that was uh, a tough era for him to come out. Yeah, you know, a lot was. of good boxers at that yeah. time. Yeah, so now, around what age would you say you began to write or you began to rap? Um, I first started doing basically like poetry in elementary school. I remember in fourth grade, we, they would teach us how to do poetry and stuff. Okay. And one of the teachers pointed it out, you know, you got a, you know, a real good, uh, you know, way of going about this poetry. You know, you're pretty good at it, you know, keep it up. So I didn't think much of it back then. I was a kid, you know? Okay. So I remember as a kid, they would give us creative writing assignments and, uh, I would go and I'd write like raps out, stuff like that. And, um. You know, I'd hear like, you know, a song or whatever. I sort of bite it a little bit, work it into my creative writing and stuff like that. So right. that was the precursor to me eventually rapping right there. Okay. You know, it's funny, man. Uh, uh, and I don't mean it like in a weird way, but it, it's almost like it's um, a good weird that I interview a lot of people that tell me that how they first started was through writing poetry. And then it eventually led up to, to rapping. Uh, um, now, gro growing up in the OC... Um, what rappers would you say growing up that you listen to? Okay, um, I go way back. Okay. I mean, um, 
shit. I heard my first rap song in like 82. So that's far back. But the ones that stood out in my mind right off the top yeah. was uh, that the one that I heard that made me want to eventually start rapping was Chuck D, a public enemy. I heard that song, uh, uh, was it Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos? I got a letter from the government. It said, man, when I heard his voice, after that, I, I knew I had to get on the mic eventually. Yeah. You know, because he had a deep voice. He had a presence to him. And, you know, it, it, I just, I dug the whole fucking thing with him. And, um, you know, that, how he was militant. Yeah. And he was rocking the Raiders hat. So I was like, all right, this guy's cool as fuck, you know? I mean, little did I know, you know, some of the political issues he was talking about. I just, I really enjoyed the music, you know? Uh, that, you know what? That, that's a perfect example right there because I'm a huge public enemy fan. You know, uh, uh, I take it takes a million, takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Yeah, that to me, that's my favorite album. That's a great album. Okay, and uh, he had a great mic presence. He spoke with authority, and that's what got everybody, if you will, like caught everybody off guard. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was almost like he was preach rapping. Yeah, he almost sounded like uh, like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or something when yeah. he was with his delivery. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, other than Public Enemy, was there anybody else um, that might have stood out to you? And I went through waves, um, like on the West Coast or on the East Coast. You know, I started off with like Chuck D and then uh, Boogie Down Productions and all them. Right. And then eventually I started going off more to the West Coast. Uh -huh. um, I got to say one of the artists that influenced me a lot that I liked his way of rapping was Sibo uh, from Sacramento. Okay. No, you ever heard of him, but yeah. he's uh, with uh, like Brother Lynch and X-Rated and all those rappers mm -hmm. from that era. And he was a big, I, I don't know, for some reason I liked him a lot. Um, he sounded a lot like Cube at one point, mm -hmm. but um, he was just gangster, you know, and he was okay. real hard and that's who I like sort of like strive to have been every time I got in the mic, you know? Hmm. See, to me that's kind of odd because no, every, when everybody talks about West Coast rap, they usually talk about the NWA, Ice-T, the death row. Nobody really mentioned a guy like Sebo. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is I mean, we all know NWA, Easy, that's like a mandatory. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's where they got their influences from, like Sebo mm -hmm. and all them. You know what I mean? Obviously. You know, I mean, who didn't influence uh, right. or who didn't NWA and Easy influence, you know? So that's without a given. But then certain artists, they started breaking off. Right. And, you know, they... They spoke to me a little bit better. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Now, around what time, uh, I, I should ask you, around what year would you say you started possibly picking up the mic, recording demos, or, or actually writing lyrics? Okay. At first, like for my city, the hip hop scene basically started in 94. My younger homeboy, Toker, did a hood song over an E40 beat called, uh, to a song called Sideways. Okay. It's on my YouTube channel, but that's the first hood tape that ever dropped in my city, in my town. Really? Yeah, and I had been writing, doing all that stuff up to that, up, up until that point. I didn't know my homie was recording these tapes. He was a generation under me. Okay. So once I, I, I found out he recorded these tapes, me and him linked up, and it was over with. Uh, so it was about 95, 94, 95 that we started doing these little uh, ghetto hood tapes and shit. Okay, see, and to me that's important because that's history right there. Because you said that in your neighborhood he was the first. Yeah. And um, what was his name again? His name was Toker. Toker. Okay, much love, much respect to Toker. Uh, um, so you pretty much looked at him somewhat of as a pioneer if you will exactly for, for releasing those so when uh when he released it were you already his friend his homie or did you befriend him after you know what uh being that we were a generation different he's a little bit younger than me i knew him and i used to kick it with him but 
Not as much as I did then. Um, I used to kick it with his older cousins. Okay. And they said, hey, did you hear my, my cousin's tape? And I heard it. Hey, take me right to him. So I, I went to his house, showed me all the gear he had. He had a, a Newmark sampler. He had some turntables. We had a, a cheap little uh, tape deck. And we just grabbed the mic and we'd record instrumentals off it. Or we'd use a sampler. You know, we'd sample it and we'd get the turntables on there. And every Friday night, we'd go. We'd record new tapes for everybody. Um, initially, um, one of the rappers that was um, in our little crew was comedian George Perez. George Perez, yes. Um, I did his uh, podcast uh, like two or three times, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Um, yeah, so he was one of our main rappers at first. He rapped? He rapped initially. Wow. Initially. And then uh, he was doing a lot of like rapping for the, like, we'd go to uh, like hood parties and shit. Every hood would get up there and spit their rhymes, their raps. So he'd get up there, I'd get up there, we'd all get up there and rap and shit like that. And then I think that gave him the ability to handle crowd. And then that's how he segued into into the comedy. comedy. Yeah. Now, when you went to that guy's house, uh, I guess the, the, the younger guy who was doing the mixtapes at the time, uh, were you already writing at the time? Like, were you pretty good at writing? Or were you just kind of still, this is what I want to do, so let me start experimenting here? Or did you already know uh, um, what, what you were going to record or what to write or whatnot? You know what? I already had a sense of what I wanted. Um, I had been writing already for about two or three years. I had okay. my, I'd basically uh, do my own production and stuff like that at, at home with a little two uh, uh, tape uh, deck that I had. You know, we'd uh, record, stop, record, stop, record, stop. So I had like a two-minute loop, right? Okay. So I'd record little stuff here and there, and I was writing. You know, I didn't tell anybody basically back then, uh -huh. but I, I would do all that. So, um, you know, and I had that to myself. So eventually when I linked up with him, I already knew what songs I wanted to sample. I already knew what I wanted to write. Um, so I basically had an idea. An idea. Yeah, okay. uh, 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 what, what it took. Um, he, though, on the other hand, already had the experience of recording and all that. So when I got in, he was able to coach me. So it made things a little bit smoother, you know? Okay. Now, um, let me ask you the same question that I pretty much ask everybody. Um, did you like the way you sounded when you first started messing around at home and you kept all that stuff to yourself when you were rapping? Um, initially, I didn't. Okay. I, there was parts that I liked, and then there was parts of like, man, I sound like a little kid. But I was only about 15, 16, right. so that was granted, you know? But I always knew I had a deep voice. So I was like, okay, I got to figure it out how to work it, you know, how to how to be able to uh, maximize, you know, the, the sound of my voice at this point, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, and you write all your lyrics? For the most part, um, I had a few homies write some verses for me. I'm not above using a ghostwriter if they're dope. You know, I'm confident in my skills. Right. I know I can fucking wrap bars around cats. So sometimes I've had people come to me like, you know, uh, I got a homie Cultura. We, we had a beat uh, by Underground Chemist, and I shot it to him. Uh -huh. and, I, and I told him, okay, you give me a hook and a verse, and, and we'll... We'll do it up. Well, he came back with everything. He came back with the verse. He came back with the hook. He came back with my verse. So I checked it out. All right, you know what? This is cool. Fuck right. it. We'll go and we'll drop it. You know, so we went and dropped it. Well, that's good that you have a good attitude about it because I remember I recorded a song for a female. She was a dope, dope, dope female. And uh, I won't mention her name. Uh, she's not rapping anymore. But I recorded the song for her and I told her, why don't you write a verse it almost sounds like there should be a guy. You guys, you two should be going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. She said, "Okay, I'll write his verse too." You know. 
So she wrote it. I called the guy up and I asked him. Now, this guy has never had anybody write for him or he never wrote or rapped anybody else's lyrics. And this dude had the fucking hardest time. It was just a pride. Yeah. He just like, dude, these are not my lyrics. And I said, I understand, but they're small verses, bro. Yeah. Like, you, like you, uh, through 16 bars, he probably only had like four bars. Oh, he, wow. Little pieces here and there. But the pride kid, he didn't want to do it. So we didn't end up doing it. Oh. And he was getting fucking paid for it. Wow. So I, I understand how some people don't want anybody to write for them or shit. But yeah, I'm confident in my skills. You know what I mean? I got over a hundred and some songs already. Um, I got different styles. I got different ways of delivering and stuff like that. So I'm confident. If someone comes up to me and like, hey, you know, I got something written for you. I think this will sound dope. You know what? If it's the hit or it sounds good, let's run with it. Let's run with it. That'll work. So now, uh, uh, the reason why I asked you about your voice, because most people that I've interviewed and I asked them that, have always told me I don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah, that's a majority of people. I mean, a lot of times I, I bring people in to record for the first time, and I don't like the way it sound. You know, I, I, see, look, me not a rapper. I get it, I understand it, but at the same time, I'm like, what do you mean, dude? You're a rapper, like, yeah. you know. But it's kind of like when I used to scratch, I used to scratch in front of my buddies, and I used to always just see them just kind of bobbing their head. So I didn't like it because I didn't think it, I was that good at the time. But I was like, so what do you guys think? Oh, you're fucking dope. I was like, all right, well, you know, can you be a little bit more specific? Do I need to sharpen up? No, everything's cool. Yeah, and they don't, they, they can't see it from the outside looking in, you right, know? Right. That's one of the things, you know, as an artist that, you know, we're so critical of ourselves because uh -huh. we see the mistakes and flaws that nobody else sees, you know? Right, right. Okay, so now you record and soon after do you start releasing stuff to the public to your friends to the neighborhood or basically it was it was hood stuff um the problem that i had is i was in and out of jail a lot okay so i would come out uh record a bunch of stuff get, go back in jail i'm down for you know a few months years or whatever at a time and then come back out release a bunch of more stuff and then go back in so the streets um you know they held on to it tightly because it's a trip i got you know guys that are you know, they're teenagers, you know, they're, they weren't even born when I recorded any of this shit. And they still got these songs, you know, these wow. songs are still floating around, you know, on the underground and you right. know, on the streets. So it's a trip because, you know, um, I recorded a bunch of this shit and, you know, I don't even got it, you know, it's sort of like, uh, uh, was it a Ludacris said in, uh, uh, what's that movie Hustle and Flow? Oh, you got that shit? I don't even have that tape no more, you right. know? So that's, you know, the circumstances that, uh, right. as they are, you know? You, you, you know what? Um, this may be a dumb question, but I, I, I want to ask it. What do you think it was, man, that kept you going back to jail? Um, you know what? That's a, a number of things. Um, where we live at in my neighborhood, the cops were real oppressive against us. Um, our city is a nice city. It, the thing is, is we have one of the oldest barrios in the country right there. Our water goes back to like the late 1800s and developed around early 1920s or so. You got the Sunkiss company that came in. Um, obviously, it's orange. The crops were orange. Yeah. They came and all the raza and the barrio basically uh, formed around it, around this packing house, right? So you got this nice city and you got raza all thrown in in this little area. So the cops... They're coming, they're constantly fucking with us, fucking with us, fucking with us. And, you know, our older homies at that time, they were into everything. They were into, you know, street politics. They were into right, all right. kinds of bullshit. So they were just on us, you know. And 
that was one of the things. Once I got put on probation, you know, they were looking for every little for excuse. Everything, yeah. yeah, so I was constantly, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I was over there fucking around, you know, you know, doing stupid shit. We all know? were. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, and, and I'm thankful. One thing that I'm thankful is that uh, we're still alive, brother, because many of us have done so much fucking dirt that we should have been taken out a long time ago, bro. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I tell my kids and people, I'm like, man, if I would have got caught up for half the shit fucking I've done, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be. So we're thankful and grateful for that. But listen, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. We're going to come back on what you're working on. What can people expect? What can people see you? I know it's kind of hard because we're going through this whole corona bullshit. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, we'll get past it eventually and uh, people will be able to get to see you, support you. And so we'll talk about that. All right. So anyways, uh, once again, everybody, uh, Rolling Radio episode 44 and we will be back in about 10 minutes. So if uh, for the person saying, why are we taking so long? Because we're about to go get some nachos we're about to go make some popcorn uh we're about to play musical chairs so uh be back in 10 minutes call somebody text somebody slap the shit out of somebody let them know that oc creep is in the motherfucking building oc stand up we'll be back in 10 minutes welcome back everybody to rolling radio episode 44 and i'm here with my special guest O creep from the oc so once again 714 stand up let's jump right back into it how you doing, brother? You do good? Good, good, man. You do good? Now, I see you got a shot there, and people are saying, why hasn't he taken it? I sip on mine, bro. You know, Here, here's for everybody. Here's for everybody. Right down the hatch. Salud. I'm going to sip on mine. porque Apenas puedo. Hmm. And I'm sipping on a Michelada. And I got another Modelo coming. But, uh, all right. Now, you being Chicano. Why didn't you ever take um, the Chicano rap lane, if you will? Because I came in a different time when um, I started rapping. There was no such thing as Chicano rap. There wasn't that label. Um, basically, you had Raza, Latinos that rap. but There wasn't no label. Oh, uh, is that Chicano rapper? That didn't come until, like I think, like, what, 2000s or some shit like that. So I didn't see myself as that kind of, you know, label. Um you know, I'm Chicano. I'll, I'll, I'll take it now. You know, I have no problem. You know, okay, I'm a, I'm a Chicano rapper. But you got to understand, I come from a different era where there wasn't no Chicano label. We were rappers. That was it. Whether you were black, Mexican, Samoan, whatever. Especially on the West Coast, you know, we had Booyah Tribe. We had Kid Frost. We had a lot of artists that weren't black. You know, so... Right. You know, we didn't look at ourselves as, okay, you know, I'm a Mexican rapper. I'm, this, I'm just a rapper. You know, I'm a rapper that raps, you know, being that I'm Chicano. Okay. That's, you know, that's secondary, you know? Right. You, you know, and I say the same thing when I started DJing, I wasn't labeled as a Chicano DJ. You know, there, there was a lot of dope Filipino DJs even back then. Yeah. You know, I knew a lot of them. I knew Samoan DJs. I knew black DJs. It was DJing wasn't a color. Okay. And I think rap shouldn't be a color either. Yeah. I don't think so. That's not how it originally was. Right. You know, I remember, you know, uh, you know, um, hip hop having the fundamentals, the break dancing, the DJing, the MCing, the um, graffiti, and all that. You know, um, you look at Beach Street. You know, you had Italians in that movie. You had uh, Puerto Ricans. You had right. blacks. You know, so you know, I've I've heard it been told. You know, one of the reasons why hip hop appealed to a lot of people is because it it's uh, it's a street culture. You yes. know what I mean? It, it, a lot of people from the struggle can uh, associate with it you know so it doesn't matter where you're from but if you're in the struggle you can identify absolutely absolutely 100 percent. a lot of people always saw hip-hop as a way out people that lived in poverty 
you know i remember i saw an interview where somebody asked dr dre you know what why did you do hip-hop and he said well to, i saw hip-hop not only that i love the music that i love the culture but it was a way out yeah uh, from where i lived and look where he's at now yeah you know billionaire and, and you know what i'm thankful i'm thankful that i had an opportunity to meet him before he, he was who he is now yeah you know i knew him before then and i'm thankful for that because one thing i can say about him that people always ask me how was it dre never saw me as a non-black person in the studio as a matter of fact he used to ask me what do you think about this track uh, uh easy e was the same way yeah. you know Erasa loved easy e, yeah you know one of my favorite so, artists yeah exactly same here same here and i had the, the honor and the pleasure to have those guys come to my house and rap on my mixtapes. And, and matter of fact, that's what this documentary is about. That's why I push it so hard because I need people to see a certain part of history that they may not know. Because when people think of West Coast hip hop history, here's what they think, NWA, Death Row, and maybe a little bit of Tupac, and that's where it stops. Yeah. You know, this is before all of that. Well, another thing I, I, I like and I appreciate about your movement is that you validate Rasa being in hip hop from the Absolutely. beginning because you know nowadays you get okay well black started it you know um it's just a black art form you guys suck you guys but you know we've been here on the west coast since the beginning with with artists like you uh kid frost we had you know um the booyah tribe it just wasn't all blacks on the right, west right. coast you know and right. then you know a lot of who gave these artists you know their sales was rasa yes so you know i mean we are a big part of the hip-hop community on the west coast and you know regardless of what what anybody says you know we're here and i think you and your presence and everything you've done validates the rest of us well uh thank you very much you know for saying that uh, i appreciate it but let me say this and i will say it again i said it over and over today we are here especially here in california we are hip-hop's economy you know us chicanos yeah us raza we are hip-hop's economy so why will we say this why can't we be up there why are we always on the outskirts of hip-hop looking at these people performing and we're paying tickets and buying their apparel buying their music and believe me i have nothing against anybody you know but why can't arasa be up there headlining up there with a snoop yeah and that's how it should be you know one of the one of the issues i always see is that you know you'll see rasa get behind a mumble rapper or a blue face the guy's just horrible and then They'll go and get on a, a, a social media or, or a Rasa's page. Oh, this guy sucks. You suck. You can't rap. But then you look at everything he likes. And like, the hell you know about hip hop? Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's it's always our people that are trying to quick to put us down. And, you know, and it should be the opposite. You know, if you're going to go and give juice to these other artists that ain't Rasa and they suck, then, you know, give juice to us, too. Yeah. Or, or don't say shit to us. Or don't say shit. You know, let us do yeah. our thing. You know, I mean, it's understandable. There's this, you know, back, you know. A lot of artists fucked it up for a lot of rasa you know by coming yeah. out with some weak shit granted that's understood but you know what filter through it find some artists that are dope because there are some dope ass fucking mexican artists right. you know that'll blow any race out the water you know you know it's funny on the story on my youtube page okay i post flyers one guy posted one time not that it was fucking hilarious seriously because uh, um he wrote your podcast is straight fucking trash that's what he put about me yeah i laughed and I'm going to tell you why I laughed. Because in order for you to comment, you had to be a subscriber. Yeah. So you subscribed. You're obviously paying attention to me. <laughs> that shit was funny, bro. When I fucking read that, I was eating the big-ass bowl of pozole. And I was like, 
That shit's fucking <laughs> hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So I laugh about it. So I encourage these people to leave comments with their uh, negative or positive or whatever. It's all good. They're yeah, still get it off your chest. Yeah, get it off your fucking chest. Don't hold all that in. Dump it on us. Okay, we'll accept it. You guys are funny. But anyways, so now, uh, um, when, what style would you consider if somebody says, you know, what style of hip hop are you? You know. um, I gotta say I'm a gangster rapper, man. Okay. I mean, straight up. But the, I think that what sets me apart from most gangster rappers is that I came up in an era where bars counted. You know, where you know you had your metaphors, you had your, you know, your your structures. You had uh, a lot of different. You know, you focus on your on your lyrics. Yes. You know, you just didn't rhyme two words. You know, you were trying to rhyme four or five, six different words at a time. You know, instead of just you know saying the same shit over and over. Um, so. You know, I understand we, you know, we get the label as a gangster. Oh, you know, he's he's simple, but you know, I've really focused on my lyrics. I've really focused on my flow and stuff like that. So I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of artists. Right. You know, just you got to go and pay attention. I got a lot of deep shit. You just got to go over there and actually take the time to listen to what the fuck I'm saying. You yeah, know? take the time to listen and just stop fucking. Who is this guy? Well, go fucking listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, because you hear one song, you might not like it. I got, you know, already right. some else songs available that you could go listen to. I'm sure you're going to like one of them. You know, and, and let me encourage rappers, uh, uh, many rappers, especially this new generation. The reason why I want to encourage you is because of this. Just because a person is not feeling your shit, there's an audience for everything. Yeah. For everything. Let's just say you're a West Coast rapper, but your shit is fucking big in Europe. Guess what? That's where your chips are at. Yeah. That's where you're going to be at. Well, you know what's a trip is uh, I got uh, a click out in the Netherlands. Um, these cats go by the name of Dave Drug and DJ Crackhead. They got a straight West Coast style, but they're from the Hague City in the Netherlands. These guys are straight European, and they're talking Carnal, SS, Simon, like that. Right. These guys are white. You know, I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're from Europe. Right. And these guys could flow, you know, they, they got right. beats, they could flow. So, you know, shots to Dave Drug and DJ Crackhead. Um, check out our music. We got a song called Double Up. I mean, it's fire. You know, it's, it has that old school West Coast vibe, you know, but these cats are from Europe, you know, and you would never know that. You know, I've talked to them on, on, on live chat and right. they can't even speak English right, you know. Right. And you hear them when they rap, though, they rap perfect English. You probably won't be able to answer this one, but why DJ Crackhead? Uh, I guess their their little clique is called Junk Life, like junkies or mm -hmm. something like that. I okay. guess I guess that represents something like street life out there or some shit, but I'm not sure. I All can't good. tell you. Oh, good. But uh, now, um, when did you drop your first single or EP or album? Okay, the first EP that like solidly dropped was 2011. Okay. Um, the circumstances behind that is. Um, I had equipment that I had built up all through like the early 2000s. And, um, you know, I'd been performing at Key Club and a bunch of different venues all over the place. Uh, we had shot a video. I had a group that was putting together an album that ended up falling through the cracks. And it was just a lot of work. So I got into the street shit, um, stepped away from the music for a few years. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up getting raided. Mm -hmm. And um, they ended up taking... Uh, well, well, why did you get raided? I was suspected for a shooting. I was a suspect in a shooting. Damn. The cops came. They raided my house. They uh, locked me up. They did all kinds of shit. Well, at that point, you know, I had a lot of people tell me, hey, you know what? Fuck the street shit, man. Why don't you just focus on the music? Focus on the music. So I had my boy C's. Um, 
you know, he's a producer of all my old joints and stuff. And one of my, okay. my boys that I brought up originally, and he produced a whole album for me. And he was just like, you know, let's knock this out. So we, we put out the Revolver EP in 2011, 2012. Okay. And um, that's basically what got me back in the game. And that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to st step away from the street shit. Yeah. I'm going to just focus on the music now. Well, one thing that we can say to the youth that when you said right now, I stepped away from the street shit, is that a lot of that street shit, and it isn't no disrespect to the neighborhood, but we're thinking about our lives. A lot of the stuff was a waste of time. It was, it was a big time waste, you know, because uh, you look back at it and, you know, I've sat in jail cells for years and, you know, months at a time. And, you know, other than the fact that I'm the type of person that will go and read books and try to improve myself, seeing guys in there that are spending years not doing shit with themselves. You know, and they get they get out and they're right back at the same right shit. Right back in it, yeah. Well, um, what I did actually a couple of years ago was I cut off a lot of people that at least I thought were cool, but I know they were potentially could get me in fucking trouble. I know if I hopped in the fucking car, they'll have a fucking gun or fucking have a, a kilo in the fucking trunk. I had to cut all those people off. Uh, no hard feelings, but like, dude, I can't ride with you no more. Because I'll tell you what, if we get pulled over, most likely you're gonna say it ain't your shit. And guess what? We both fucking go yeah. in. I can't do that no more. <clears throat> so you know what? I had to cut up, cut everybody off. And uh, I don't have homies that like I, I can say I go and hang out. We have a couple of beer. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> uh, my homies is like my son, my brother, my boy John, motherfucking Alkin, my boy Alex. Uh, that's pretty much it, and we do it here. Yeah, and you tighten your circle up. That's it. Absolutely, dude. Uh, uh, like I said, I got <clears throat> I got a couple of friends that you know that I can name on one hand and have fingers left over. Yeah, you know, but that's the way you got to do it if you want to stay in this business. Yeah. So now, you know, uh, since you mentioned performing, let me ask you this: When you were first given the mic, go ahead, you're up next. Were you ever nervous? You know what? At first, I was, but um, being that I had boxed in tournaments before okay there you go and i felt the pressure of that you know not wanting to get beat up and knocked out in front of your friends and family <laughs> i was i was like okay you know what i'm not gonna get knocked out i'm not gonna get beat up so no matter what happens i'm gonna get out there give it my best and you know it's gonna be it's gonna work out that'll work that'll work and you ever forget any lyrics oh all the time i just the thing is is i don't acknowledge it i won't stop i'll, I'll just keep keep it rolling most of the time people don't even notice yeah, well, because a lot of times, especially if you go on like a 10 or 11 o'clock, people are already fucked up. Yeah. They're just doing this and you could be saying blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so, um, you, you know, what's funny because there's been times that I performed and I was DJing and I fucked up, but they never even fucking noticed. Yeah, nobody you know, notices because, you, you know, especially if you keep it going, you know. Right, right. So now that EP drops. Uh, um, now, we're talking about at the time hard copies. Yes, correct? I did drop hard copies for that. What was the response to that? Um, it was decent. Uh, one of the things is in my neighborhood is that they pump me up no matter what. Okay. You know what I mean? So I got a built-in fan base already that will support me 100% in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the response was good right off the top. And, um, you know, I was able to get rid of those CDs real quick. And, okay. uh, you know, it started spreading to other places, stuff like that, so other cities. Okay. Did you have any features on that album? Other than the only feature I had was my boy C's one who produced it you know what i would like to see now this is just me because i'm an old school head okay i would like to see rappers go back do albums with no features yeah just them you know uh l o cool j 
um, Twitter like about a year, year and a half ago. He said something and it offended a lot of people. He said on my first album, uh, uh, I think it was I Need a Beat, that, that album. He said I had no features and I went double platinum. Yeah. He said, I wish people would go back to that. Fuck you. People were blasting them. What are you trying to say? What are you trying? Why would that be offensive? Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. No. It's rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, I wish people would go back to that only because I want to see how much weight that these rappers so they can actually you know, hold down on their own. Down, hold down on their own lyrically. Yeah, because a know? lot of times these features just become marketing ploy. You know, yeah. just, okay, I got this guy. It's on. business. Yeah, and it's business, you know, and that's understandable. But, uh -huh. you know, a lot of artists, you know, how many artists can you see, you know, hold down song after song after song after song? And, you know, you see some artists, they, they got to have a feature on almost every song they do, you know. Right. And, you know, I've more than held my own as far as right. that goes. Now, being a hip-hop head, do you have a DJ? Uh, had a few DJs. Really? Um, started off with DJ Risk. He's an older cat. So okay. now he's a little bit older. He don't come out. He don't do anything like okay. that. Um, last DJs I was messing with was a homie, Big uh, Big Rob. Uh, he's from Pimp Rowan Records. And then another DJ um, named Joey L. Okay. Um, out of Westminster. Okay, out of Westminster. Yeah. Now, you dropped that EP. How soon after did you start working on your next uh, release? Right away. Right away, yeah. Okay. I ended up dropping the next release because I was out on bail during okay. this time. So I was trying to crunch in as much material as I could. I was just every weekend for a few years, I was just going and recording everything I could. I was dropping singles. So, and then after the Revolver LP, I dropped the Mr. Uh, Keep It 100 album, which okay. I just, I put everything into because I didn't know when my, my, my number was gonna be called and I was gonna have to go in off the bail. Now, when you say I put everything into, you're talking about lyrically, money, Everything, everything I had, time, money, um, lyrics, uh, everything. I just gave it all that I had because you know I didn't know how much time I was gonna get at that time. Right. So I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the people one good joint before I go. You know. Okay. And what, what was the longest you've been locked up for? Uh, thirty months. Thirty months. Now, 30 months. Uh, um, so what, what was the name of your first EP? It was called uh, the Revolver LP okay. or EP. I'm sorry. Do, do you remember all the names of your of your albums or uh, EPs? For the most part, yeah. yeah. Uh, of the of the EPs, uh -huh. yeah, I remember most of them. Okay, can you name them? Yeah, the Revolver EP and the Mr. Keep It 100 EP. Okay, and then uh, I can name all the songs too. But um, for real, yeah, pretty much. Now let me ask you: Having so many songs, do you remember all the lyrics? No, no, I don't. Uh, I have to hear them a few times for me to. Uh, a few times I've gone and performed and I've had to wing it. You know what I mean? Really, really. So, yeah, because I don't... Some, like some songs I'll just write up, record, and then next thing we're performing them the, the next day already. Oh, okay. So it's, it's sort of tough, you know, because, you know, I, I got so much shit. I, sometimes I don't remember everything. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I used to... Uh, I used to choreograph high seas uh, shows. So what I would do, I uh, we didn't have a hype guy for a long time. A uh, guy that would sing along with him or whatever. Yeah, so high the crowd. And uh, he would rap all the lyrics, and Heisey would kind of keep up with him. So what I would do is I would do an instrumental, because back then we had debts, uh, oh, yeah. digital audio tapes, okay? And uh, I used to leave the ad-libs. So if he didn't remember some of his lyrics, he would hear the ad-lib and pick up from there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a hype man or whatever, uh, pretty much saying his lyrics along with him or yeah. whatnot. So uh, because I know sometimes uh, I did a couple of shows with a couple of artists that I was DJing for, and they suffered some embarrassing moments 
instead of going along with the ad-libs on their instrumentals that I did for them, they would say, fuck, I forgot my lyrics. And they would say that. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, that's, that was, that was fucked. That's, yeah, that's really unprofessional. Very unprofessional. you. And that's why I told them, just listen to the shit. Even if you got to say, y'all having a good time, listen to the ad-lib and then pick up from there. Yeah. Okay. So now, let me ask you this. What can people today expect from Oak Creep? Um, I got a lot of projects in the works, um, you know, got a lot of videos, got a lot of stuff. Um, I stay busy. Unfortunately, uh, you know, this whole coronavirus and the quarantine, all this shit slowing everything down. Right. I got a project uh, with Chris Gunn and uh, OGS at Trouble. Uh, Night Owl just uh, shot me a song. Him and his artist Big J just uh, shot me a song to do with. I just um uh, recording a video with the Brown Minds right now. Okay. Um, I got a video OTO that's that's uh, being uh, edited. I got uh, another video being edited uh, called This Is For Them G's. That's with uh, Dave Drug out the Netherlands. And, um, you know, I just stay active, stay busy, okay. busy with a lot of music. You well, know? since you brought up Night Owl, let me give a shout out to Night Owl. Okay, he, yeah, he, he shot me up. this. He told that's me I'm right. going to give you something for your table. So That's right. All good. Shit, we forgot to bring out that poster that you brought. Yeah. Because you brought, you brought me a beautiful gift. Uh, now, you know what? Let me ask you this. The million dollar question. How did you get Oak Creep? Oak Creep. My hood is known as the Orange Creepers after one of my boys named Creeper that passed away. Okay. So I basically shortened it up from Orange Creeper to Oak Creep. Basically in homage to him. And it's also the O and the C in OC. Okay. So I thought I thought that worked on both ends. Yeah. Uh, before that, did you ever have another rapping name? Um, everybody used to call me Agent O. Agent O. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Basically, you ever heard of that that punk rock group Agent Orange? No. They're from uh, they're from Orange County. Okay. And uh, there were a lot of people would spin all these deadly like Agent Orange and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they shortened it up, Agent O. Everybody sort of gave that to me. I ran with it a little bit. And then I thought, you know what? Oak Creep sounds dope. You know? So okay. that's how I decided to run with but that. I don't know. I was goofy. I was thinking maybe a girl called you. You're a creep. <laughs> well, nowadays, everybody, hey, you're an old creep. You know? Uh, so. Old creep. Okay. That'll work. And now, um, so do you have a release date for anything? Um, You know what? Due to the fact that all this shit's going on. I know. that's It, it fucked a lot of things up yeah i can't i don't want to give anything too solid you know as to what mm. you know release dates and stuff okay you know i got pro uh projects with all these guys i forgot i got a project with epidemic and uh homie burn slow with them too they've been waiting on me and you know it's been tough you know with you know to be able to schedule you know everything with you know everything that's going on so right. i'm hoping soon i'm okay. hoping within you know next month or so and uh once again you said you have some videos uh uh, uh, editing right now? Yeah, I got two videos in editing right now. Okay. This is for them G's and OTO. Okay, now, um, you have anything maybe you might have recorded and still have in the vault that you've never released that maybe possibly one day you release them? Oh, I got a bunch of stuff. I got tons of music. Okay, now let me ask you vault. this. Let me ask you this. This is just me, and I'm asking for the public. Why have you never released it? Because the game's changed. Instead of me trying to push, put together an album and push together 10 songs, 12 songs at a time, just so a bunch of gems slip through the cracks. Right. The game is basically all about singles nowadays. You put out one song mm -hmm. with the visual and you bang that until the wheels fall off 
And then by the time that one's dying, then you have another one coming up, another single, another another visual. You bang that one. And with every time you put out, you drop a single, every time you drop a song, you're building up your your, your bass. Every time right. you know you got a new song come up, every time I drop a song or a visual, I, I gain at least about 20, 30 subscribers. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Every, I'm going to keep dropping every single one to keep building it up over and over and over and repeat the process because, you know, that's that's what's working for me right now. Really? Yeah. Dope, dope. Uh, on this new project that you're working on, um, uh, I don't know if I asked you already if you had any col uh, collaborations. Uh, I think you might have mentioned a couple. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I got one with OGS at Trouble. I got one with Chris Gunn. That's right. That's um, right. I got uh, with my boy Ivan Reyes right here. Me and him mm -hmm. stay. He's a, the mastermind behind uh, everything that I do. Um, got one with uh, Epidemic. Um, man, with Dave Drug. I, I got a lot of music with Brown Minds. I got it all now, over. Now, as far as production-wise, who's doing all the production on this? Um, I got Ivan Reyes doing the production. Um, I got Underground Chemist, who's done some production for me. I got my boy M.A.D., who's done production for me. Um, that's about it right there, right off the top. Okay, and why haven't you ever dabbled in production yourself? I did initially, um, because back then we didn't have anybody to go buy beats from. We didn't have social media. Um, in the 90s, 2000s, I couldn't go online and just find somebody to buy uh, beats from. So I'd have to go and have to put together my own beats and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And it took me basically though, I wasn't able to ride two horses at one time. Right. I, was, I was either able to produce and spend all my time. I'm a perfectionist, so I'm either gonna spend all my time producing a beat or all my time writing a song. So I basically figured, okay, you know what, I'm gonna be able to get more done if i just focus on on the writing and let other people produce so i'm hoping to get an mpc though pretty soon and just get jump right back into it most definitely you know what if i can encourage you get into production okay get into production even if you take baby steps okay, okay. because a, a lot of times a, a lot, i know a lot of rappers don't want to get into production because they feel it takes away from their creativity of writing yeah and i get it and i understand that but sometimes you don't want to wait on the producer to, to make that one beat or whatnot yeah a lot of times just get in the basic beat and say look dude i might not have done it perfect but this is what i'm hearing yeah and then him tighten it up or whatnot i think like i've never been a dope keyboard player i know how to play piano i know how to play certain notes you know i know how to play certain pads but i'm not a a natural yeah you know? so i would play certain things and i would tell the guy this is what i'm hearing you know, okay you're hearing this that's what i want yeah but I already had that jump ahead, so I didn't go to my keyboard player and say, "Just play some. Let me see if I hear some." Yeah. I didn't do that. Okay. You know, so, so I encourage you and I encourage other rappers start working on your production. Do not wait on a producer. Yeah. Now I know producers are probably not going to like me saying this, but do not wait on those guys. Yeah. So you know, and plus your 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 uh, your price can be a little bit cheaper since yeah. it is your idea. Yeah, definitely. So uh, uh, now let me ask you this: I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this. You ever come out in any movies or anything? Uh, movies? No, nah, not that good. You're I a tall thought. dude, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think people would like, um, you know, you, I think you do a great part in this fucking movie right here. Yeah, well, you know, if uh, anybody wants to cast me, I'm available, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know their Insta your Instagram has been up on here on, uh, 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 they can see it on the screen, so that's where they can reach you. Do you have a, a Facebook or anything where they can reach you other than uh, Instagram? Um, YouTube. Okay, YouTube. OCR33P. Okay, say that again. O C R three three P. Dope, dope. So uh, once again, everybody, 
Um, he doesn't have a release date because of everything that's been going on, and that's truly un totally understandable. Uh, do you look forward to getting back up on the stage and performing again? Yeah, I do. You know, I, um, I was supposed to perform yesterday, matter of fact, but... I saw that flyer. Yeah. Who who were the people that you were supposed to perform with? What, Epidemic, uh, Burn Slow, and uh, I believe a cat by the name of Still Authentic. Okay, and, and where was this going to take place? In the city of Orange at Second Base Bar and Grill. Okay, and uh, do you remember? Do you know what songs uh, you were gonna do? Um, there's a song I do called OTO, um, the Wicked Wild West. Um, you know, what? I got a lot of music. West Side One Five Three. Uh, what else? I got I perform a lot of unreleased stuff too, just to you know oh, get people mix it up. Yeah, yeah, mix it up a little bit. You know, that'll work. Okay, look. At, um, well, let me ask you this before we give our shoutouts. Any other? OC artists that are out there that you think are dope? Um, yeah, um, I like the Brown Minds a lot. Okay. Um, my boy Cultura714. Um, let me see. Uh, my homie Rascal from Alley Boys is pretty dope. Okay. Um, you know OG Big Wicked. Um, my boy Ivan here, uh, a producer, he's dope. He's He's been taking the reins in Orange County, I think. Um, let me see. Uh, I mentioned brown mines yeah brown mines yeah. uh okay. epidemic and all them so yeah basically you know that's what i see as the the future at this point you know dope dope now let me ask you this uh today if you had to listen or give us a couple of names of artists that you listen to today any artists that you listen to today um newer artists um i like a guy by the name of awax awax he's okay. from the bay area never heard of him yeah he's a a, a bay area of blood and he's a Italian guy, really. Yeah, but this guy's pretty dope, man. I I, I like his style, you know. Okay. So um, he's pretty dope. Um, let me see. As far as other newer artists, uh, yeah, I can't really say. You already hinted you don't listen to Blueface. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and then that new song he came out with that shit's going. Oh no, yeah. You know, I slap the, the, him for that I, shit. I, I, I'm gonna save that one for another show because that was. <sighs> Yeah, that's disrespectful. Well, I'll knock his ass off. Period. Yeah. Period. And I'll just leave it at that because I'm going to have my boy Duende uh, um, from Las Vegas in to come down. We're going to talk about music offensive terraza. Yeah. Because a lot of that stuff is, you know, and, and, and let me say this. That it isn't that we don't like the person. We're just not going to support that song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So do not expect us to pay or go support you or support that fucking song. Yeah. You know, because it, it is offensive. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. The Rasa needs to really Stand pump up. their brakes and, and, and let it be known we don't like that kind of shit. Period. Know? Period. Stop jocking that shit. Yeah, exactly. Stop thinking it's funny. Yep. You and, know? and if you're going to go and jock that bullshit, go and do some homework and get into these artists that are rasa that are putting it down you know instead of fucking putting them down that are really paying dues yeah exactly you know we got a lot of artists out there that, that are putting it down and you know people just want to ignore them because they're mexican and that's bullshit period know? yeah um now any female rappers out there that you listen to that are new today um the only one i seen was uh was on the homie lottie the g's video was uh shorty por vida okay. she, i i heard her before um you know, I don't. I, I heard her on that song, but she got down on it. That'll work. You know what? If you could recommend any females to this show, uh, let me know okay. because I'm more lenient on 
females come into the show because I really want to shine spotlight, especially on females on this, yeah. you know, on this show, because I think throughout rap history, females have been getting the bad end of the stick. Yeah. Okay. So I want to shed light on females. I mean, I've interviewed girls that had two songs, yeah. but you know what? I wanted to shed light on them. You know what I'm saying? If you got 20 songs, a uh, hundred songs, I don't care if you're a female, get at me. I want to bring you on here. You know who was the one I, I heard that was dope? Uh, me and my girl were listening to was Monique Ray. I never, I never even yeah, heard Yeah, look her up. She's from Pomona and she's pretty, okay. she reminds me like a, a Mexican version of Lady of Rage. Really? She, yeah, she was pretty dope. Now that you, you mentioned that. Okay, well, maybe you could send me her stuff. Or... Yeah, I don't know her personally, okay. but I'll, I'll sh uh, shoot you some links. You know? Okay, that'll work. Now, any shout out that you want to give at this yeah, moment? Yeah, I got a few. Go, go um, ahead, take your time, brother. All right, I got my boy Ivan Reyes, uh, my boy C's. Get a little bit closer, brother. The homie MAD, the home, my homeboy Cisco from the hood, my boys from the ne Netherlands, Hague City. Dave Drug, DJ Crackhead, my boy Little Man, OG Big Wicked, Brown Minds, Cultura 714, Joe Crow, Epidemic, Burn Slow, Fantastic, F Funk Master Laz, George Perez, Side Dick Eddie, Demo 43, Cynic Local, uh, Cynic's Cousin, Capone from Little Hood, DJ Big Rob, Real Mr. Homicide, Real Most Hated, Big J and Night Owl for shooting me a dope collab OGS at Trouble, Chris Gunn, and DJ Bobby B, uh, Sugar Freeze DJ. DJ Bobby B, that's my motherfucking homeboy right there. Yeah, that's a good homie right there, man. I, I love that dude, bro. Uh, Bobby B, if you're watching this, you got much love, much respect here. You're welcome anytime. You can come eat a torta with me live on Rodium Radio. I don't give a fuck, homie. Okay? So, other than that, um, somebody said, get Miss Sancha on here. Anyways, okay. <laughs> but, all right, so let me go get, give my shout-out to Oak Creep from City of Orange. City of Orange. City of Orange. Thank you for coming uh, through, brother. Thank you I, for having me. You know what? I greatly appreciate it. It's totally been an honor to uh, interview you. Thank you. You know, a lot of people like to say, well, who was that? Tune in and find out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Do your homework. When I post somebody, go do your homework. Don't expect me to post links and tell you who this person is. Go do your homework. Obviously, he's coming on because he's somebody. Yeah, so. exactly. Show love, Rasa. Show love. Show love, okay. Uh, don't hate. Congratulate. Yeah, build us up. Yes. 714 in the motherfucking building, and so was John motherfucking Elkins, okay? I want to thank my boy John motherfucking Elkins for making all this possible. He filmed this uh, documentary. I directed it. He'll be coming out with his lotion soon, his uh, G-strings, his uh, high heels, and his uh, wigs. So for all you females coming out of quarantine, you're going to need some wigs. So other than that, uh, once again, uh, my boy Alex Cervantes, uh, Sandy Pants is in the motherfucking building. Uh, West Coast Gillies in the motherfucking building. And uh, if, any, if I've forgotten anybody, my boy DG, DG Media Clips, uh, my son P. Scanless, and uh, I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, my brother Ruben, it was his birthday the other day. Much love, much respect, and have a birthday to your silly ass. So other than that, uh, we'll see you here Wednesday. We got a West Coast legend coming in on Wednesday. Here's all I'm going to say. Photographer, director, producer. He'll be here Wednesday. Call a friend, text a friend, page a friend, slap the shit out of a friend. As a matter of fact, clap some cheeks for a friend. Uh -huh. So, uh, see you here Wednesday. Have a blessed night. Talk to you soon. God bless. Stay, stay uh, quarantined.